Wrestling. 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 Welcome to an episode of Fantasy Booking Wrestling. Uh, I'm your host as always, Gunchin. With me as always is my good friend Stu. Say hello, Stu. Hello, Stu. As I drop my laptop mouse, that is a great start, but we'll keep that in. Yeah, yeah, professionals. Professionalism all the way through. So uh, we've decided... The first first botch of this new series. Yes, the the new fantasy book and wrestling series that we're doing, which I am currently struggling with the intro. So (laughs) I I wanted to do uh, a a kind of wrestling conversation where we fantasy book what we we predict is going to happen in some wrestling uh, with the current TV show and talk about news and just kind of basically bitch and moan about wrestling just now. Uh, Basically Basically what most of the people on the internet do. Exactly. So I wanted to get in on that shit, but I don't want to try hard. So I'm not going to do it every week. I was quite happy to do one a month because I didn't really want to kind of overload us. But the problem is, is that we overloaded ourselves. (laughs) This is the thing. There's so much crazy stuff going on in wrestling all the time that it's impossible to fit fit a month's worth of crazy internet wrestling news into like one like hour or hour and a half episode so yeah (laughs) rather than just be like no it does it does get a bit like stale like you'll have a wrestling news which will be like shock and awe for the first week and then three weeks later it's just so fucking old news that it's it's just there's no point even mentioning it by that point. So a month, a month is dragging it uh, a bit too long. But we're going to try for two months and we'll see how it goes. So me and Stu are going to be talking about news that we feels like has been important over the last month, and then going forward it'll just be two weeks at a time. Yeah. And we're going to talk about things that we liked and didn't like in AEW and WWE. I don't, I don't want to cover. Uh, unless unless something absolutely earth shattering happens yeah. on something else uh, or something of real note, so um, like if somehow something amazing happens on NWA Power or whatever show that they put out, um, then then we're probably not going to talk about that mm-hmm. um, simply because there's just so much out there and we and there's just never enough time to sort of catch up on everything. Exactly and. Uh, like I said, it, we're going to kind of like blast through the month as much as we can, and then we'll uh, then we'll get into a better a better uh, routine later on down the line. So we're going to do the we're going to do the news first of all. You all right with that, dude? Yeah, yeah. I'm still scrolling. I'm like nine days back in the month now so far. Okay, well, that, back. <laughs> I'm at January second just now, so I, I will just start off from there, which was basically the fallout after Brody Lee had passed away. Which yeah, so, caught everyone by surprise. Yeah, the the one thing I'll say the so I watched the tribute episode, oh, and like, do you know like it's a terrible thing to have happened, absolutely terrible, completely completely out of nowhere. But the way AEW handled it, the way Tony Khan handled it, for me, gave me hope in wrestling again. Mm. Just that, yeah. like, actually, sort of. Like wrestling meaning something to people and and actually having a soul, like they just how 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 people reacted to it was just unbelievable. It was a, it was a tough watch. 
it was a very human reaction when yeah. most of the time it's just WWE giving you 10 bells or, or you know, some, but not since Benoit has there been somebody active that's died. Like no, that I can no. think of. Like mainstream. Like there was, yeah. there's other like, wrestlers that like, are like. Pissed and all that. They obviously died when they were still probably going around at that, that point. I, th- I don't know if Tess he wasn't, was. He wasn't, he wasn't in WWE. Like Lance oh, Cade, there's still... another one. Yeah, he would have still been actively wrestling. Like Lance yeah. Cade, he was he was still going around at that time. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but yeah. I can't was... think of anyone else. But anyhow, this, this was one of those ones that it shook a lot of people because it wasn't just the fact that, oh, like, oh, he's a famous wrestler who's been at WrestleMania and part of the Wyatt family. It was more the fact that this guy was just getting into the into his stride finally in the mainstream oh, yeah. and and he was he, his personality of hey this guy's actually a really nice guy was beginning to come to light and then we get like not we get him because he's you know he's not family members to us but the the, the wrestling community lose him like mm. just at the point where you think man this guy could achieve like could carry on achieving because he won the tnt championship but he could he's now at this level and then so, to lose him is like such a shock. So I, I think he was about to go into a big program with Adam Page. Like Adam Page was looking was in, was moving into that point where he was they were they were doing the whole thing with the Dark Order, mm-hmm. and they were, the Dark Order were trying to recruit him. Obviously, Brody had been off TV for a while, and Brody had just come off the back of losing to to, to Cody, um, and obviously um, Adam was looking. Adam sort of again still in that sort of cross phase where he's not really got an opponent and just the idea that they're going to sit and try and try and recruit him in and bring him in and then you'd have this big monster Brody Lee come out and just destroy him and get lots of sympathy and really yeah. sort of heat heat Brody back up for, for for Paige to then overcome him. And then and then obviously everything that happened happened and it's just like it's not such not so wasted opportunity because I feel like what's come out of it is actually way more. First of all you get like all these wonderful stories like not not a single Single bad word has come out about uh, Brody Lee after his passing, like no. the, the the level of a family man that he was, and the, the support that he provided to people who, like they themselves, were like, I can't believe that he he came out to came out to me to to, to do this to me. So like I, people like um, Preston Vance who supported him big time, like by giving him his coat and saying you're the you're the you're the dark horse of this this faction. You're going to make you look like a star. That J- uh, John Silver, how he paid. Like I think, I think it was something like a couple of grand, probably even more. I mean, the numbers in my head, I want to say something like ten grand on like replica gear and the the jacket that he wore to to his pay per view match against I think it was Orange Cassidy to be basically saying I we're going to make you look like a star. Like things he did that he, he didn't have to do, mm-hmm. but it made these guys so much more wrestlers, so much more characters, and you could see. That they're coming and and the emotion that they all showed. Every single member of the Dark Order has come out of this just as as huge, huge like momentum, and even like AEW in general, huge momentum just because of what they've done out of it. You know, and, the weird thing is, is that they didn't they didn't need that they didn't need Co- uh, Brody Lee's death to give no. them that momentum. They were already no, and, like, they, and they were building. They were building the so much. Yeah. yeah, they were building so much. Like and, but it's just lit a fire under them. Mm-hmm. absolutely has and you can see every single one of them now is wanting to to prove that that what they could what, what Brody saw in them 
is what what is that is reality and i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what they they do and where it goes and and that's 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 an engagement in wrestling i've not had in such a long time yeah uh, it, it really feels like aw hasn't ditched the fans just yet no. it's uh, it definitely feels like we're part we're part of the journey with it rather than we're just watching it sink like what exactly. we feel like with wwe okay uh so Brody Lee, he passed away. I think it was right at the end of December. Uh, so the the kind of like that kind of starts us off on a on a bad note. Uh, but then you've got the 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 next piece of news that I noticed after Brody Lee dying was that Marty Marty Sherl, as Jim Ross says, Sherl uh, has left Ring of Honor after getting one of the biggest. Like contracts, the most lucrative contracts short of Hulk Hogan and WCW. Yeah, he he was given this massive contract, and then all of the speaking out stuff came out, and then they've they've cut their losses and and kicked them to the curb. So, I don't know if you have anything to say about that, or um, I really don't. Like, um, it's kind of weird because he'd sort of opened up connections with NWA. And like working relationship, and and you sort of thought that if he was going to be the creative force behind that Ring of Honor, then you would see, see relationships with NWA and and possibly even AEW because of the relationship with the with the Bucks and and and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, obviously you can't really with everything that happened with the speaking out situation and like the the and a lot of it seems to have come through Ring of Honor and. It's just it, the the spotlight it's shown on it. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't blame Ring of Honor. I think it's probably the, the best choice if it because let's face it, it there there's an there's an as, uh, an aspect of toxicity that you don't want to be associated with at this time. And like I said, if what no matter what happens with these allegations, whether they're true, whether they're false, it's it's a, there's, a, there's a stigma that it just is not beneficial to anyone. Yeah, but Ring of Honor has been like connected with that sort of shit for years. With uh, with uh, what's his name, uh, Black Machismo. I can't remember his name. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Thank you. So, like, he had he had allegations, and he stuck with him. There was a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, what's his? Uh, who was the other guy? I don't even know if he wrestled with Ring of Honor. The the guy that does New Japan is it Rocky Michael? Rivera? No, Michael something or other. Doesn't matter. Michael Elgin. Aye, him. I don't know if he was part of Ring of Honor at some point. Quite possibly. I think he I think he did potentially. You would assume so because of the stink that's come with him. But <laughs> like but the problem is is that they don't just cut bait. Like they don't just no. understand. They 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 latch onto them and go, Oh, we'll stick with them, we'll stick with them. But, but, but how like, much that, because the potentially because the, the, the atmosphere is changing. Like we're starting to see now with different companies coming into existence like bear in mind that the Jay lethal thing that happened back when ring of honor was probably a much higher on the pecking order mm-hmm. of wrestling companies now you've got aew now you've got mlw you've got um nwa to compete with you've got wwe still there like they they, they can't be seen to be having negative feedback when you've got so many other products that a comp- that a wrestling fan can go hey i'm going to spend my time watching that instead yeah, uh, because I don't want to don't watch this guy. I so. just don't. I just don't understand what the benefit was was uh, of of keeping him under contract for so long during all of it. Like it, yeah, it's it's weird, negatively it's weird affected that that happened. Him. I, 
it just it just feels so weird. Like they just don't know what they want to do. Like they hire the guy, they stick with them, they stick with them for months until it's really sunk in that they're not that they're they're not like I don't know. They're just they just kind of take a public opinion and just treat it so wrongly, and then they go right now we'll cut uh, cut them loose like months after they should have done. It just feels like they're just going backwards rather than forwards. Yeah. Right, so next piece of news that happened uh, was the possibility of Jay White uh, being a free agent after the latest Wrestle Kingdom that happened, which I'm not going through the results of. So the thing I heard about this was that he's actually signed to a much longer contract than anyone actually thought. What, to New Japan? To the New Japan. So I think it came out just after, because I remember listening to this story as well, and obviously everyone went super crazy uh, not the actual wrestler, the, mm. just, uh, just the feeling. Uh, when, like, I think, it, I think it was like a couple of nights afterwards, one of the follow-up shows, and he was like, "I'm done, I'm done, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. This is it. I'm done, done, done." But and obviously, everyone suddenly went, "Oh my goodness, this is this is crazy. What's going to happen?" But then I think it came out that he's he's actually signed to like a long-term contract because I think something similar also happened with Ricochet, where someone did the math yeah. and worked out that Ricochet was like about to come to the end of his original three-year contract. Um, but then it turned out that when he got called up, he, he basically signed a whole new contract for another, I want to say, four years. I'm not sure. Possibly that length. Yeah. Um, and they they yeah. would have done that anyway. They wouldn't have said, hey, we want, like, if they sign you to a four-year NXT contract and then on the last year they bring you up for one year in WWE, they'd want to latch you on for an extra four years yeah. like they do with, like, Virgin Media or that crap. So yeah, I mean, I think it's really difficult to to sort of keep track of where where people's contracts are at the moment. So yeah, but I guess I definitely saw that, but I'm not sure how much of it's real and how how much of it's a work, as it were, from from New Japan to basically make him let him disappear for a little while and then have him come back in in a, yeah. in a bigger way. It's kind of up in the air, isn't it? Okay, uh, new no, next story is that because. Brody Lee passed away, they retired the current design of the TNT title, hmm. and then they brought the they made they made a new design for the title, which is a black belt rather than the red belt. That was that was one of the it's other not, news it's stories. Not, it's, not huge, it's not really a huge redesign, is it? Like no, Cody it's did the same thing with the the, the the Intercontinental title back in when he was like the champion I think he changed it back to being the white belt with the with the old classic sort of blockier design. Yeah. Like the old classic design, which I actually think was really nice. And then they've changed it into this weird current version, which I don't like as much. Yeah, I don't like the well, I don't know if I'll I definitely like the old blockier virgin virgin. Uh, compared to <laughs> Well there's a there's an interesting fighting slide. <laughs> compared to the the egg, you know, the oval one that was the Jericho yeah. China one. Uh, and then there's this current one, which I I don't know. I I don't like changing belts for the sake of it. No, it's like it, it changing the design, like changing from the old spinner title belt to something else was was good. But like there's a there was a point where I think they changed the design of the belt like four or five times in like a year because it was like very small things you wouldn't have noticed. And then it's just like no, just. Like I remember the, the title changing was like a weird thing when you go, hey, hold on a second, that's a that's a different belt. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, 
I don't know. So the next story, which is a big one and is going to be probably talked about later on in this episode as well, mm-hmm. is Drew McIntyre announced that he got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't. They just. It, this is going to be an ongoing theme, I think, of everything we talk about. It's like why why they're still running shows in this situation. But it's obviously because Vince wants to make money and Vince doesn't want to stop. Um, but there are way like there's like a way bigger story to that whole thing anyway. Although there there is the joy of knowing that as soon as as soon as Drew went down, Vince's first thing to do was call Triple H and go, "Get in the ring, pal." <laughs> <laughs> I just I I just don't understand how these people just can't not catch it. Like yeah, well they they, they don't. People keep catching it. That's the thing. But like, just, just just don't catch it. Like, I've managed to go a whole year without catching it, and I've had various jobs. Yeah, like, but how many times are you rolling around with different people in the in a in a wrestling ring and breathing heavily over people? I don't. Well, I would. That. Do you know what? I don't would, answer that question. <laughs> I would rather roll in the ring with one person for well, let's be honest, five minutes a, a week <laughs> with the current WWE scheduling than than have to serve a hundred Jakeys in a local convenience store who are constantly coughing on their hands and giving you money. Mm, so I, like th- that, that other person's come into work without uh, w- well, presumably with, you know, a test behind them saying that they're clear or at the very least they, they know that they're not ill mm. and like other people's places of work, people come in with colds going, Oh, it's fine. It's just a cold. It's like, bitch, you don't know that. So, I just don't, uh, how can you just not like, hey, I'm Drew McIntyre. I'm the most important person apparently in, in, on the Raw roster. I'm going to, and it's it's coming up to WrestleMania, it is WrestleMania season. Yeah, let's face it, we are. This is incredibly important. I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to be a proper leader and a proper good example and not get COVID at all and do the utmost that I can in order to keep this shit running. And he just, it just happened. He, he, it fluffed it just at the wrong time or maybe, maybe two weeks like later, it would have been the wrong time, but you know, apparently they've, they've got away with it. But Yeah. I still don't necessarily think, They've they've gone about it in the right way, but then again, there's a much bigger bigger question and this as to the whole storyline with where they're going at the moment with with his with his Royal Rumble opponent because I just think that's stupid as well. Yeah, but well, we'll talk about that in the TV as well. Okay, so the next news story, and I'm skimming through these pages pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've got a quick one. Like it's very, very loosely wrestling uh, related. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump gets impeached for the second time. Uh, Mick Foley does ask the question shouldn't he be thrown out of the Hall of Fame for being impeached for a second time for inciting an insurrection? Thoughts? Mm, no, I don't think he should be impeached. Uh, sorry, well, not impeached. He definitely did need impeached. I don't think he should be removed from the Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. But that that's because you've got wife beaters and racists still in the Hall of Fame to, to this day. You've got people that have murdered their wives or their their Alleged. lovers. Uh Yes, allegedly murdered their lovers and and got away with it. Uh, still in the Hall of Fame, and I I think that when you're impeached by when when you're impeached by the politicians, but you're not legally declared a, like 
a criminal just yet because you know that the court case is ongoing i don't yeah. think he should be removed from the hall of fame and honestly i don't think he should be removed from the hall of fame after the fact because uh being being an impeached president isn't as it, I mean, it, it, this sounds stupid, but it doesn't sound bad <laughs> compared to <laughs> compared to killing your wife and child. It's the, the, there's like there's a difference. People will go, "Oh shit, Andy's in the Hall of Fame. Who else is in the Hall of Fame? WWE did business with Trump. What? Let's watch the match." There's some like there's a link to that. But if you say WWE are continuing to put a, a murder suicide person in the Hall of Fame. At, like if they ever, for some stupid reason, ever put him in it, then that would be bad publicity. But I think with Trump, there's this weird kind of aura about it, which kind of makes it okay. And I'm not, I'm not justifying any of his actions, and I don't think he's a nice person at all. No, uh, he's a pretty poor person to be perfectly honest. And I think his wife is even worse than him because you, you've got to be seriously fucked up in the heat if you ever want to marry that guy, even if it's for financial reasons or not. Yeah, I think that. The, the Trump factor adds this weird kind of TV-esque craziness to it that Car allows cash. it to be okay. And controversy creates cash, I suppose. But, yeah, yeah there's, the, there's your classic. Yeah. But, like, look, if we, if, we, if we kick Trump out, we have to kick nearly every single <laughs> fucking wrestler <laughs> out of the Hall of Fame. But what, what are your thoughts? I just, I don't think he should, to be honest, I don't think he should be in there in the first place. He's only in there because um, he hosted a couple of WrestleManias at the start because he basically finagled Vince into to saying, hey, we can do this, do that, do that. And, but like, well, that, the, 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 Sorry, I'm cutting you off, but just to clarify on what happened there was that WWE were meant to have an arena and they couldn't sell the tickets for the arena, and they were panicking for a place to to get at such short notice. And Trump said, "Yeah, on you come." And so they they got into the Trump Plaza and uh, what was it called again? What place? Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Boardwalk Empire is based there, isn't it? I think so. Atlantic City. Uh, yeah, that was the one. So they they went there, and because of the fact that it was a casino and you could sell tickets for so much more. They, they actually turned a massive, massive profit on that because of Trump. And I don't think he charged them for it either. Or if they did, it was it, it was very lucrative for both parties. And yeah. if it wasn't for that, there the could have very well been a situation where there wasn't any WrestleManias. And since it was so early on in, the, in its career, then that might have been it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. To, it's, it's so weird to think about, but Trump could have like had a hand in wrestling today as we know it yeah it doesn't make him any more of a nice person and to be honest over the last four years i think we've seen what sort of person he actually is um mm-hmm. i don't i think i don't think i like take him or leave it the the, the hall of the, the wwe hall of fame is a very weird thing because it's just not necessarily it, it, it's become very much ceremonial not necessarily always in the best way um, mm-hmm. And I, I, just, I don't know. I, I, sometimes it just feels a little bit like it, it, it's self-congratulatory, in and sometimes in a detrimental fashion for wrestling. Like yes, a lot of these guys have, as, as you write, some of these guys have done terrible things allegedly. But it's just like, okay, 
but like was it Pete Rose is in there. Um, just sometimes some some of the choices that go in there don't necessarily make a huge amount of, amount of sense. And like Drew time, Carey, yeah, like Drew Carey. Like, who else is know. in there? Is God who knows? William Shatner's not in there, is he? Uh, I don't think so. Not in the not in the. Hold on, I'll just see if I can find it. Apologies for my clicky keyboard. That's uh, fine. Because I know he he. Uh, no, no, he he's not in the Hall of Fame. He helped <laughs> he helped Jerry Lawler. Uh, he inducted him into the Hall of Fame for no reason whatsoever. Uh, so, oh god, here we go. So, Kid Rock's in the Hall of Fame. There you go. That, that tells you everything. Uh-huh. Um, in the in the celebrity wing, let's see who else is in the celebrity wing. Snoop Dogg, you know, does the worst uh, sp- uh, worst frog splash in the world. Donald Trump. Well, that, Mr. Yeah, but that T. wasn't on WWE. He just <laughs> fell asleep in front of a women's match. So. <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson, Drew Carey, Bob Eucher. Um, Mike Tyson, I can understand. Wilson, the, the Wilson, the, the refrigerator. Perry. He, he is. That's that's the fridge. Knows. Didn't he have a match at WrestleMania? Yeah, match yeah. He he had that match with Bam Bam Bigelow. Did you? Um, yeah, it's just. I feel like we've we've now gotten to the point where people are going in multiple times for different groups, and I'm like, I, I get that, but now it's sort of almost becoming a race to see who can have the most inductions, which is fine. But now it's that whole okay, well, but at what point do you then stop and say, oh, well, you can't have more inductions than this guy because this guy obviously like someone like Ric Flair who's inducted, I think, twice at the moment. Yes, once once for himself and once for uh, the four horsemen. Hang so, on, isn't uh, isn't X Pac inducted twice as well? I want to say someone like X Pac, or I, don't, I, don't remember I think it's X Pac because he was in with DX and he was in with the NWO, wasn't he? Yeah, possibly. X Pac has got the same <laughs> amount of Hall of Fame rings as Ric Flair, and then there's obviously also the chance that he could get go in on his own because, like I said. X Park, technically, I mean, he had a great career. He had a yeah. great career, and, yeah, I, and he was for a long period of time the litmus test for most wrestlers who came into the into the company. He was, could, yeah. Like, but, you go go out have a match with with uh, have go out have a match with uh, X Park and see if you can you can go up with him. And if you could have a good match with X Park, who's a solid worker, then yeah. If you you couldn't, then that was that was it. Mm. But you've also got Ric Flair uh, being a part of Evolution because they'll have to go in at some point as well. Yeah, yeah, and then that'll be Triple H in at least twice because he'll be in with DX. So yeah, like this is sort of the weird thing. Like I feel now it's becoming a race almost. Like it's the same. It's the same with the whole. Which is why you can't have like people like Triple H or should be Randy Orton uh, or John Cena anywhere near the title anymore because. You're now going to have that situation: is are these guys going to overtake Ric Flair as the most with the most titles? Well, and it's like they're never going to do that. I mean, again, never say never because it could it could happen. We've seen the 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 streak get beaten, but at the same time, like this is this is sort of like his major legacy is like that that most the most titles is like what happens. So like that's the other thing is like when do you stop inducting people? Because they're 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 in too many times because of too many reasons. Like, well, they had that they had a long period where they just said, right, let's scrap the Hall of Fame for a bit just now. Yeah, 
and then they, they can just easily do that again and then start inducting people like La Resistance and Rob <laughs> Conway and and uh I don't know uh what's Mordecai. Silva Sylvain Grenier. Yeah. Fucking Mordecai and uh you start know. inducting other people such as the Hall of Famer that's fucking Tyson Kidd. <laughs> and and so forth. They, they'll they'll just as the Cesaro, good thing is about Cesaro. The good thing is about legends is that the older the company gets, the more legends you create, this and is true, yeah. you can put them in even if they're dead or not. So it it doesn't really. All they have to do is just keep creating people and keep putting belts on them, and then they'll get into the Hall of Fame, whether they're actually legendary or not. Yeah, or there'll be some agreement because they want to sell, uh, put their put their material on the on the network. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah, segue into a new new piece, right? So next, oh, hang on, say that again. I wasn't listening. I was actually looking at my notes. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's face it. People are going to be going into the because it, because they're going to make some sort of deal to get their uh, their um, their stuff on the on the network. <gasps> Hold on a second. Is that a segue? I hear. Okay, segue because I don't know where you're going. <laughs> well, uh, WWE announced like literally last week that they uh, they're selling the the network to okay people. right that's fine i can skip to that yeah. uh i, I felt yeah. we, we spent so much time on, on on that last piece we may as well sort of jump forward a bit well there's very quickly i want uh we're, we're going to do the the network stuff but i want to do this in order uh, okay. so i'm just going to get this out of the way covid got uh sorry y2j got covid from that fucking show that he did in september <laughs> Uh, Taker, uh, Undertaker called all the current wrestlers soft. I, do we want yeah. to talk about that in a bit? Um, I think I think it, we can talk about that for a bit because I do feel it's a little like it does seem to have sort of gotten people upset. But there's also a wonder. I wonder how much of that is on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Well, like they've they've had to get upset, otherwise they look like pussies. Yeah, a little bit. Like I feel like like Taker said it just to rile them up. Like I don't necessarily. I don't think he believes it. No, I I think he genuinely feels disappointed with the product. Oh, I think I'm, I'm sure he thinks he's disappointed with the product. Oh, absolutely. I think everybody feels disappointed with the product, and when you're being interviewed by a man that doesn't really give two shits about the product, and then you're going, "Okay, this guy isn't impressed by the product. I'm talking about it. I'm also not impressed by the product. So fuck it. I'll just say what I'm thinking." And I think. I think the thing is, is like Taker is such so from a completely different era. Like, I I don't I disagree with I disagree with the whole sort of forced macho reaction to it. The whole oh they're they're not they're not um they're not as manly or or, or they're, they're softer than that. Like it's a different it's a different era. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not the same like blood and guts and um rock and roll period that it was back in the day. Like the stories of Taker, listen to the stories of Taker um, out drinking or out, out partying, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, a Death Leopard or some story. Him and putting putting X Pac to bed after like him, him being passed out or whatever. Like that's like those those days don't exist anymore because like these are these are not the same athletes. Like, yeah, they, and and to be perfectly honest, like we've seen what that lifestyle has had has done to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They become strip club managers mostly, yeah, or dead. <laughs> well, yeah, strip club managers are dead. That that those are that's the that's the spectrum. 
That's the spectrum of former would wrestling like, Would it be like some sort of weird twist of fate if all of these strip club managers have figured it out and are like, as soon as I stop managing this club, I'm going to die? It's like the weirdest movie ever. So, and like some weird Dorian Gray style, like strip club management sh- uh, movie. It was like, I'm going to have to fire you. You're bringing in horrible women now. And he's ah, and he just turns to dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, the godfather just withers away. <laughs> like this, this is the thing. Like you can't, you can't, com- you can't physically compare eras in wrestling or that, particularly when you're talking about something from 25 years ago. The yeah. interesting thing, the interesting thing I thought that came out of all this is that, that Mick Foley turned around and said he, that he does not believe the, the wrestlers who are, that, are, that are tough, and this is from someone who knows tough. Mm-hmm. Like Mick Foley, literally threw his body off of a, a steel cage. He has blown himself up. He has sacrificed probably a good chunk of his his physical and mental well being. He's sure make... shit tougher than the Undertaker is. Yeah, and and without without his arrival in WWE, Undertaker would have potentially become almost a caricature. Yeah, he was close like, to it. He was, he was he, real he, close he would, to it. He would when he was that French Duke. Yeah, yeah, so, and he was like Phantom of the Opera, and he had that fucking teardrop, and exactly. it was getting so a like, bit rough. Like without, without, and, and and I feel that like like Mick Foley said, like whatever, like these guys are still doing wrestling at a much higher rate. Yeah, maybe the storylines aren't the same as they used to be back then. Maybe the fans aren't there. Maybe the style is different. But that's what happens in the world. Things evolve. Things get better. Mm-hmm. Things change for the better. Like obviously. The situation with wrestlers and contracts and how they how they work aren't isn't great still. That's a bigger story for another mm-hmm. day. But like nobody else is going to be like on the same situation as the Undertaker, where you're like, yeah, you, we don't have the same number of stars. WWE are terrible at creating stars now. Do you think that right? You know how the difference between Mick Foley and the Undertaker, well, there's various differences, but no, the one way... of them stayed on top of the, the cage with, of his own uh, volition. Yeah. <laughs> The, the way Mick Foley deals with certain subjects involving WWE is I'll say what I think and I'll be respectful as, as, as much as I can. Mm. Whereas Undertaker is just new to this and he's still very much of the mentality of I do not want to piss Vince off. So I'm going to, I'm going to say the stuff that I think is an issue might not necessarily be all of the issue, but it's still a small issue in his mind. Hmm. So say it's like maybe, even if it's 50% of the problem that he feels goes down to the actual current stars and are fucking around with computer games and and they're, they're, they're more worried about the way they look rather than talking about a match or, or, or being, I don't know, being more career focused or whatever. Maybe... Maybe he thinks that it's okay to shit on the boys because they need to they need need to know some respect in his eyes compared to just just not shitting on Vince. And I, I think so I think that Taker is and always will be a company man. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's he's already shown that from the fact that he was with the company for so long and that he was always given a spot if and when he needed it, uh, or if Vince, if Vince came to him and said, I need you, he was always there. Like that's, that's a testament to the relationship that he has with Vince and Vince offer. Uh, 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 Vince, I think I feel Vince is one of those guys that if you get, 
if you get with with Vince and, and toe the line with Vince in the way that he wants you to toe the line, like look at the guys like um, Taker, look at guys like Cena, um, guys guys who will essentially do what he wants them to do for as long as they do, and 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 basically work himself to death. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, Vince will Vince will take care of you in that sense. Yeah, because Vince is doing it, so you have to do it too. Yeah, well, that's that the happens thing. a lot with managers. Yeah, and like, that's the and that's I mean you saw it last WrestleMania when they did when they did the whole do you know the um what was it the the Gronk jump off the stage like yeah. there was a video that went out where they showed they showed the rehearsal and Gronk's mm-hmm. like oh I don't know I don't know I don't know at which point Vince is like and Vince literally climbs up there gets up there and shows him do it like this and then just throws himself off and everyone's watching it going that crazy old man just threw himself mm-hmm. off like a like a 10 foot platform what is going on um yeah. And that's the mentality you have to deal with with Vince because Vince is just that's that's Vince's mentality, and well, he's cucked you as as soon as he falls off that railing, he's cucked you exactly. And that's and that's why, like, you look at people who who didn't work out in 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 WWE. You look at the likes of like guys like Pac who are like, you know what, I don't need to do this anymore. I don't need to jump through these hoops. Or same with CM Punk. Like Punk was like, you know what, there's there's nothing. I don't see mm-hmm. why I have to keep doing this shit if I'm not like. If if it's only going to be the cer- certain guys who are going to get get the rewards because that's what the company wants, I don't think he was properly done until he got his FedEx. I really, I really think oh, he was yeah, quite no. happy to come back. Mm, I think he sure. he kicked he kicked up a fuss. He he was obviously pissed off about the way things were going. He wanted to take some time out. He wanted to marry his his missus, hmm. and I I think he was just kind of seeing how it played out, and then he would probably come back if they said, Hey, how about you come back? Please. We'll, we'll be nice, nice. And, uh, they just yeah, said, right, fuck it. We're done. Yeah. I think, I think that was, I think the, the, I think the, the papers on his, on his wedding day was the, the last straw. Yeah. I think, that I think the that's point. the thing that made his mind up for him. Yeah. And, I, and it's a shame because, and we'll, we'll, as if every time we discuss this, like I said, I am, I am a big CM Punk fan. I really got into like when he did the summer of punk. In fact, I was a fan of his before he even got to WWE. Um, and mm. when he came out to WWE, I was really excited. And then everyone yelled at me because I kept talking about him all the time. Um, <laughs> but like, the, I, and and I would love for him to come back. But at the same time, I also wanted to be happy. And he's happy at the moment doing what, what he's doing. So I don't know if he is. Like he's now he he's now talking about this is a news story, but it's from recently. Uh, he's now talking about how that he's he's open to coming back if if the if WWE the want to do if the storyline was there and he wants to and WWE want to do business. So but I think he also said it's like there's there's two things he needs. One is a buttload of money, like a metric buttload. Of money and he wants rock money, doesn't he? Yeah, he wants big, but he wants big bucks money, and and a storyline that that means something. Do you think uh, he would get rock money? I don't think he would. I don't really. Think, I don't think he. I think. I think maybe they would, and then it would just go south pretty quickly because I don't think the storyline wouldn't be there. I think he'll sell more shirts than Brock. Oh, he absolutely would sell more shirts than Brock. I think, but I think he'd. I think he'd have more chance of having a satisfying run in somewhere like AEW than than in WWE because I think he would have more creative control. I think he would be able to do his own thing in AEW. But I think the other issue is that like and things AEW could offer him big the big bucks money. But, like, but I they think don't. It's, 
don't they? Didn't they get burned by him after all all I in? Th- I think they they offered him a deal, but it was like a really like. I think the way they, I think for him it was the way he, he was offered the deal. Like he was, there were little, it was a lot of sort of texting, and it was mm-hmm. like this isn't, this isn't how you do business. Um, and I think that just put him off, uh, and then he went, you know, I'm I'm not interested. Um, and I, said, I don't know, like who who knows what's going on with CM Punk? Um, like he still talks about wrestling. He he trolls the fans about wrestling. Um, he clearly does still does does like he clearly has obviously gone back and watched some stuff because he was on backstage uh, and it was quite interesting seeing him on backstage because he could sort of speak his mind without having yeah. to sort of but I think that I think that's the thing like it, I think it's the the censorship that he would have in WWE like the the, the lack of freedom and the, yeah. and the bureaucracy the that's that's the thing that I think he would struggle with like some some people thrive in that atmosphere I think he I think I think it's it's what that's what drove him to the point because he was just like I don't he can't he can't do what he wants to do without something coming along and stopping him or there isn't enough forethought where he's like okay cool you want me to do this but what's after that how do yeah. I make the next guy better like a lot of the stuff he talked about during that that run as champion was he's like he 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 took responsibility he's like I'm the champion the, the company's on my shoulders but he just kept getting nonsensical booking like beating the shield in a three on one match and he's like mm. how, does that, how does that make them look good like these are the guys who were supposed to be coming. These were the new fresh guys, and he's like, "So you're saying I beat them on my own? I don't." But understand. you've got to make Roman look strong. But you've got to make Roman look so- strong. So, like, I think, yeah, like it's weird because I I saw him in Manchester at a live event or at a raw taping actually, uh, this the 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 November before he left, and this was this was apparently when he was like really really ill. Uh, like when he was going through the sort of the back problems and was like vomiting and in huge amounts of pain and his like his arm was locking up, and mm-hmm. he, he was and it was him and it was him and Daniel Bryan doing their thing, and they were like sort of teaming up against like it was the Wy- the Wyatts and uh, the Shield, and I swear like he, they, they were both just so over at that point, like everyone was just going nuts, um, and it was just so great to watch, and, and he, he they, they they goofed around afterwards and all that, and it's like and. And then obviously everything came out afterwards. Like, oh my god, I can't believe that he he spent much of, much of that show, like after that vomiting, his guts out because yeah, of, of all the pain he was in because you couldn't have, you couldn't have t- told. Didn't he say something in backstage that like they were talking about holidays or days off or whatever? And then and then uh, Punk said, "Wow, you actually get holidays." He yeah. was like, "Yeah, yeah, we get holidays now." And he was like, "Well, like that's a surprise." Because yeah. like, and it's it's funny how like something like that simple can just be o- like omitted from yeah. such a big company I, until very recently. In fact, I mean, because Punk Punk left what tw- five years ago? Yeah, I want to say that, but two thousand five ish, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, two thousand fifteen. That's that's how numbers work, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, the next. Let's go to the the next news story, which you you segued to before, was the WWE Network being sold to NBC. Now this, yeah, part of the Peacock Network, the Peacock Streaming Network. But this also coincides with the fact that NBCSN, the sports network branch of NBC, is also closing down. So you've got NASCAR and NHL moving over to NBC. 
which will affect WWE's programming. But on the flip side of that, you've got WWE going to Peacock in some shape or form with probably the network and all that stuff. Not network, but NXT and all that other malarkey going on to Peacock. Now, for American people, it's... It's it's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah, because it's a fiver cheaper and you get NBC products as well as WWE products. The, the the bad point of this is that basically your your WWE network employees are going to see layoffs and they're yeah. going to see downsizing and st- stuff. Also, your European arm of the WWE network will now be, made, well, I don't know, next up on the chopping block per se. Probably, yeah. Unless it depends if like NBC decide to kind of make their a network streaming service for Europe. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It very much depends on if WWE are looking. To, well, obviously they are looking to sell off the the European branch of it. But again, it's like, who do they go to? Do they go to? Do they go to like Amazon? Well, I don't know if they go to Amazon or network uh, net, um, Netflix. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what it means for the European. And again, it's like European and. Uh, Australia, like there's all sorts of like different things that could come yeah. up. Like. I I think they're going to keep the European network as a going concern and just keep it running as it is because, can well considering that we were always paying more money anyway mm. uh, for the network, it's now much much more money than than what they're used to making with how much they're saving from going to Peacock. Yeah, so it's actually making them more money that way. If if they're going to go anywhere. It would be, I would say it would be Amazon, but you're, because you're not going to go to Disney Plus because Disney have now ceased all operations with WWE when they kind of caught wind of this NBC deal. Yeah. So all of the ESPN shit kind of stopped. So it's just, it's worrying. It's good for WWE financially, which. All, every time you hear like quarterly results and stuff, it oh, always the quarterly seems results be, for recently have been huge. Yeah, this this whole COVID stuff has been fantastic for them on the short term business end of things, but that eventually will like. hit. It'll hit a ceiling because they're not able to go to Dubai as much as they want to. They're they're not Dubai, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. They're they're not that, able that, to see juicy, juicy Saudi money. They're not able to do like. How many times can they sell a network off once? <laughs> or how how many times can they sell their paper uh, pay per views to somebody? Fucking once for the contract. So eventually, it'll just boil down to when do WWE have a contract negotiation? Will they make money? And then that's it because they're gonna they're gonna stop making profit off of this. And I remember I and I because I, I watch uh, a bit a lot of um what culture wrestling stuff and i remember watching adam cleary talk about how like all of these deals that have come up like you know, they have, they all these big deals like the big saudi arabia deal that went out and it was, and the big fox deal that came in when they when they went to 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 to, to there for smackdown and they basically like the, the, the amount of money that has been thrown at wwe lately is ridiculous mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous like the, the 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 fox deal the saudi arabia money and now the peacock deal but like he said something where he's like, like look at look at WWE like at the moment they're just throwing everything at the wall. It's gone absolutely crazy. It's like Vince had all of that money, all that Saudi money in a big bag, and then he lost it, 
and now he's just throwing everything at the wall to try and find the next way to make that money back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so because at some point Fox or uh or the Saudis or Saudi Saudi people are like, no, no, we want our money back. You're just providing shit. Mm-hmm. So we want we want like you're not you're not getting the ratings. And that's that's the thing that is quite concerning because like you look at like you look at the Fox deal, and Fox were like, "Yeah, we want these these level of ratings." And WWE have not been hitting; like they've been declining for years, and they've not yeah. gotten any better. And they were yeah. expected to get more. Yeah, and like the Fox deal, I think these both these deals, in fact, Fox and NBC have been handing money hand over fist under the understanding that this will go towards possibly buying the company when Vince decides to. Oh, there's an interesting theory. And I think I think Fox, a.k.a. Disney, wanted to get, you know, here you go, here's a billion or whatever it was that they wanted to give them, 10 billion. I can't remember how much it fucking was. But they, I think they wanted to put first all dibs. that money... Yeah, first dibs, here you go. Here's all that money. Look how good we are. Now we'll... If we're if you want that money again, we're going to need shares. We're going to need a percentage of the ownership or whatever. And NBC, NBC, sorry, have just done the exact same, just a bit later than Fox. And and the fact that they've pulled the all the ESPN stuff just goes to show you that Disney and Fox are pissed and they're not happy with the ratings. I, I don't see I don't see anything positive coming. Uh, for them on the Fox side of things. If anything, they're going to get a better deal with NBC once their Fox deal runs out, but then that'll be it. And then I think eventually they'll just have to sell it to NBC. Yeah. There, there are only there are a limited number of, of entities that could potentially buy WWE when if if and when the situation arises. But that's that's a whole again, another conversation for another day where it's like what happens when events goes, who takes over, what happens mm. is like the there is no clear, um, no clear inheritant or not, not no clear path to as to what happens. Like who takes over? Uh, obviously, everyone's theorized, but like you know, you, you don't know what. But as I said, my my theory is Vince is just going to die in gorilla screaming into my, uh, Michael Cole's ear about trying to put over some ridiculous move. But what a move! Surely it would be just be something to do with Roman Reigns. <laughs> God damn it! Make it sound like it was more impressive, Cole. Ah, Drew McIntyre. Those will be his last words. I swear to God, and it'll only be Michael Cole and Corey Graves that hear it. <laughs> and it'll, it'll be shook. <laughs> Corey Graves will be like, "My God, my God, we're free." <laughs> Michael Cole just sort of blinks a couple of times, going. Is is this what it's like to have my is own this, thoughts? Is this it? No, what they do is they both look at each other and go, our souls are free now, and then they disappear. And then <laughs> they just ascend. <laughs> <laughs> they just turn into balls of energy and ascend to a higher, higher form of being. <laughs> at which point, like, just raw just goes off air. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd watch that shit. <laughs> I would like I would like all of the people under contract with WWE because they've they've signed it all in blood. I'd like I'd like to think that when Vince dies, all of them turns into like kind of like weird spirits with faces where they're like they've just opened up the ark in Indiana Jones <laughs> and they just float around the arena going and then they all like Kevin Dunn looks at them and then he just shrinks away and dies. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, like someone's fallen over dead on the on the Thunderdome noise noise system, so it's just going Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's when the lights go out. Roman Reigns. And all the, and they please hit all like the sad buttons to push all the videos to sad people. And so it's just people going, sad it's just Roman Reigns. It's just, it's just a bunch of like sad people, and then fucking Brock Lesnar guy just gurning away, not paying attention to anything he's watching, just hamming it up at the cam as he usually does. Anyhow. That's so, like, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've just booked it. There we go. That's that's fancy booking done for 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 Vince's death. I think we should go into our our next topic, which I don't think is going to be nearly as structured as the news. <laughs> it's, I'm it's, sorry, that was structured. Well, I, I think so. I think we did all right. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. I've got a list here. Let's pat, let's, pat our, let's pat ourselves on the back. Well done. Yeah, there we go. We did it. So <laughs> let's. We're going to have to talk AEW. Uh, first because it's WWE pay-per-view which we'll do at the end so AEW other than the Brody Lee stuff and the the Dark Order stuff that we've talked about is there anything else over the last month that has been kind of catching your eye that you've been interested in? So obviously the big crossover with Impact I find has been really fascinating to watch because they've, they've obviously pulled the trigger on Kenny to, to make him like the uber heel, put him with Don mm-hmm. Callis, which I think is a great idea. Uh, yeah. Kenny Kenny is an okay promo on his own, and he's he's coming into the, he's coming into this new role. He's quite clearly creating a new persona, but Don mm-hmm. Callis just adds so much more to him as the hype man. Uh, yeah, I, I just I I love this whole idea of the invisible hand, and he's always been there for Kenny. And like I just like when when it was all brought up, I'm like, no, do you know what? Like I don't really know that much about it, but like. It does all make sense. All the pieces are there for you to be able to do that. Like wrestling's natural reverse booking, which is let's look at back at everything that's happened and see if we can create a through line to where we are. Mm-hmm. Like, it works. Like yeah. I, I could totally believe it. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm into this. Um, turning up on turning up on Impact, then having this sort of new relationship with the Good Brothers, uh, because I feel they were horrifically underused in in WWE when they were there. Yeah, uh, and to now be starting to sort of have, do sort of something with the the young bucks and and sort of build that storyline a little bit. Like I've, I'm, I'm fascinated a wee bit. That's good on the AEW side of things, but has it really been to the benefit of Impact? I think it has actually. Like ratings uh, they, wise, they, they, they got they a rate, pop in that first episode. They've got some. They've got ratings on there, and. To be honest, I think if they're going to start doing like a talent exchange, particularly with when you're seeing guys who maybe aren't utilized as much on AEW, so guys like Private Party, Private who, Party, yeah, who, Private Hardy, they should be called. Yeah, they're, they're, like for me, they're they're too good for they're too good for dark because they, they do get a reaction, but like they're just not they don't have a they have a spot on Dynamite at the moment. So giving mm. them the opportunity to go across and work with other guys, more experienced guys, like if they're getting the chance to work with. Because they, they worked with um, James Storm and Alex, uh, no, Chris Saban, sorry, not Alex Shelley, uh, mm-hmm. and they're going to work with the, the they're going to work with the the Good Brothers. Like that's good experience for them. They've got a good solid manager in Matt Hardy. They, they've got the opportunity to to sort of build that heel persona again. Let them get over. I think they would be better in a group. I think if they had like not so much inner circle, but if they had the Santana and Ortiz role in another group. I think they would shine a bit more because they are like 
they are not so much Mark Quinn, but the other lad is is quite is charismatic. Yeah. yeah, they're quite charismatic, but not necessarily charismatic in a good way. And yeah, like I said, they they they, they they're like they're really good in the ring. Like they they're exciting. They get they 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 get their matches are good as a, as that sort of high flying moves. Like I I love the gin and juice as a finisher. I think it's a great. Oh, finisher. it's great. Yeah, uh, just. Like when I first saw it, I went, "That's amazing!" I'm sorry, I, like mm-hmm. just such so well done, and like so, the moves that they pull off and the, the stuff that they do. It's like, and but then again, every tag team in W in, in AW at the moment just is solid, mm-hmm. like, and and they're developing them all really, really well. But like again, giving them that chance to get some exposure on another show, giving impact something different from what they're used to like I said the, 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 that crossover like it will build and as you'll start to sort of see the the fact that there's they're, they're clearly telling some sort of story in the whole like having tony khan turn up and scouting the matches and then having jerry link get involved because like tony khan on all these paid interviews just being the big asshole <laughs> like it's really funny watching him because he's just like he and he keeps saying i'm not going to be an on-air personality in AEW, but i'll do it on impact yeah uh and just be a dick yeah it works out quite well because they're the they're the quote invading brand exactly and, and if you've got both brands invading being the bad guy then then if you're watching Impact, it makes sense. If you're watching AEW, it makes sense. If you're watching both of them, you you like your guys invading yeah. uh, a brand and being dicks when they do it. Yeah, like You and don't then, want them to go in there and be nice. You want them to cause shit and be arseholes. Yeah. You're picking your side. Exactly. And I think this is the thing we're starting to see. Like, the, 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 the thing with AEW that I've sort of watched over the last sort of year and a half since it started is that they... They they are all about the long game, like they have a plan. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to like I, I listened to a bunch of the AW uh, uncensored podcast. Yes, um, um, yeah, unscripted or uncensored. Uncensored, uncensored. uncensored. Um, and like when you listen to guys, when you listen to like the big the, the top guys like Tony Khan and the Bucks and Cody talking about what they're doing. Like there is quite clearly a long term plan. There is a like they went into that first year going, let's get the first year out. We've got this plan for the first year. The first year we're we know we're going to have Jericho as the champion. Mm-hmm. We know this is we're gonna it's gonna like that's gonna be the the building block for that. And that was a sensible thing to do. And then they've they've seen like opportunities come up with like Dean Ambrose, not Dean Ambrose, John Moxley coming mm-hmm. in and then being like a foil for for that and then segueing off, but also not putting the belts on the top guys like the Bucks and Kenny, letting Kenny and the Bucks and Cody sort of do their own thing. Obviously, Cody had the TNT title, but like that sort mm-hmm. of worked because he's putting putting over like other guys while still winning, like letting guys have big matches and different styles yeah. of matches. Remember there was that long period where he was TNT champ and he was, they, they really had to watch themselves because they were very, very... Uh, close to actually jumping a gun with it and it yeah. ended up not working out that well but the F- FTR when FTR mm. came in you could see the Bucks and Cody were just all over that shit and mm. they were they, they were wanting to push and push and push and do something and do something and and they had to kind of like the Cody stuff took took kind of like a back seat with the whole Tully Blanchard and that, and just said, right, okay, maybe I'm pushing this a bit too fast. We're doing too much stuff with FTR. We'll just leave it to the side for a bit longer. Yeah. So, like with with it with the arrival of FTR, like again, 
FTR hugely underused in WWE, but then again, all t- tag teams are. Uh, but like the FTR are quintessentially great heel tag team. Like they are, they, they have absolutely mastered that art. And and I've, I've had I've had a discussion with you before. Like we had the, this big build to the FTR Bucks match, and then they, they, from weeks beforehand, they're like, "Oh, like we're gonna have." They, they, the Bucks started becoming like real big heels. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like they're super kicking people randomly, breaking stuff. And like I remember watching it and thinking, I have no idea what's going on here. This makes absolutely no sense. You're being assholes for assholes' sake. And then they got to the point where they were then okay. Well, now we're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna face off against FTR. And then you're watching the match, and it was a great match. But mm-hmm. the thing I found is is like they they a week beforehand they basically flipped everything back again. So FTR were the heels, proper heels. Yeah, and they'd sort of switched the Bucks back to being faces, and for me, it just didn't work as well as it could have because I'm sitting there going, "FTR work best against white meat baby faces." Yes, like the absolute pure. Like you watch some of their DIY. best matches. Yeah, DIY uh, American Alpha, like the guy, the guys who are like, yeah, we 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 are, we are the, the 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 quintessential good guys. Mm-hmm. When you throw that shade of gray in on the other side and like the sort of the, the cool bad guy, the cool, the cool good guy, the, the guy, the guy, the, the guy with the edge, which is sort of what the, the, I feel the bucks are and always will be in that sort of, yeah, we're, we're the good guys. We're baby faces, but you know, we're, we're not stupid baby faces. We're, 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 we're smart to the whole situation. Like mm-hmm. when you put them up against FTR, who are a, a, an old school, like, like psychology driven heels. Like they, they make the bad, they, 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 they work because they are, insidious and clever and calculating when you put them up against each other it just it just lost a spark for me so i'd rather go back and watch ftr diy in some combination or ftr and and um uh, american alpha because there are such clear defined roles yeah and and you you can't not you can't not enjoy that match because both teams are at their prime doing what they do best the the box they they realised that they had kind of muddied the waters too much and then nuked it just at the the at the fucking eleventh hour and fifty ninth second yeah. to to just try and salvage something out of it and, and then and I'm sure they'll have another match in the future yeah okay and then so it'll be amazing what else what else do we like uh, Sting Sting showed up Sting showing up was the strangest thing in the world and he seems to have turned up in that sort of like hey I'm the old uncle now <laughs> like you right. We know he's only doing cine- cinematic matches, which is absolutely fine. Absolutely, in, in this day and age, uh, he's with. Do I like the fact he's with Darby Allen? I don't like the fact that Darby Allen is being mentored basically by Sting. I don't like yeah. that. I don't I want think, Darby I don't to think... be a rebel. I want him to not give a fuck about anyone's opinion and to have him to have him being stand standing side by side with Sting, I'm sure is fantastic for him. And I'm sure it looks like a good visual because they both wear white face paint and they're both broody. And they're both but, like hanging around in balconies. Yes. But <laughs> the, like other than that, I just think it 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 just paints ah, you don't Certain people you just don't put a manager beside, yeah. and Darby Allen's one of them. See, I don't necessarily think Sting's at the moment like a manager. Manager, like I think the thing with the thing with like AEW is they they have a lot of mentors that yeah. aren't necessarily like. So you've got like Team Taz, you've got Jake with uh, Lance Archer, you've got Aaron with Cody. Let's um, not list all of them. We want yeah, to keep it down to like yeah. an hour and a half. <laughs> so, but like 
like I feel like it's it's useful. I think it's useful in the short term. Where they go in the long term, like could you see potentially like could you potentially see a, a, a sting um, derby match? At some point, where they both sort of go at it, where where it's just like you know, where where, where like whoever faces Sting's going to be a bad guy, though. Exactly, but then, but this is the thing: like, could could you have a situation where Darby does just like, oh no, I'm not going to face you, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to toe the line, pops. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to. I definitely feel they want to keep. Darby the way he is, but just kind of elevate him uh, to the point of being like, hey, this is a guy that doesn't need to speak and everyone thinks he's cool. Yeah, Like, say, for example, oh, I don't know, Jurassic Express at the start of the thing when they never said a fucking word, but they were over as fuck. Hmm. Like, that type of level with Darby Allen. And he's getting there, and oh, he's, yeah. he's bloody good. But putting on with Sting, who is rusty at best. Like, he's yeah. not... He's, he's not, not at any shape. peak, physical peak, looks peak, uh, promo peak. He's not any peak. And to put a guy like Darby, who struggles with his promos, with a guy that is unfortunately an anchor mm. uh, to a degree, you you need a lot of bells and whistles, and those bells and whistles haven't come yet. I think, having a think about it just now, like I feel like putting Sting with uh, Darby puts eyes on Darby. Because people are going to watch Sting and they're going to go, "Hey, who's this Darby guy?" And I think that's sort of what they're trying to do. Like they're they're trying to draw back these these lapsed fans. Mm-hmm. Say, "Hey, we've so, got Sting on there. Like we've got we've got Shivani going. It's Sting." <laughs> so do you have him feud with like? Would you have had them feud with Taz's Taz crew, whatever the fuck he calls them? I uh, I think I think having. Having um, Darby continuing Darby feuding with the the Team Taz guys, I think makes sense because I think it's it's that that that's different style. Like Team Taz has got some real talented guys in it. Like you've got um, you've got Brian Cage who's just a beast. You've got Ricky Stark. Ricky you've Starks, got yeah. Ricky Starks. I love Ricky Starks. He's so charismatic. Uh, you've got Will Hobbs who's like just a beast. Yeah, um, and you've got Hook, part as well. Yeah, and you've got Hook as well who's just. I'm not one so, over by Hook. He looks like he's from One Direction. <laughs> well, I, this is the thing. Like I, I saw again. I saw something recently where it's basically like because obviously Hook's being trained by Cody at the moment. But there's going to be a point, and he's, and he's Hook gets involved when when he needs to get involved, and they're building this whole like he he is just just like the, the, that that sort of monster. He, he can hit these big moves, and just what he hits is devastating. But in times go, time to come, like Hook and. Cody Rhodes will have a match that they've been working for in training for like a year and it's going to be stunning because like they, they it'll be just so carefully planned out um mm. and, that, and it'll it'll be just a, it'll just blow people's mind because okay. that's that's what Cody does at the moment Cody can make anyone look good because and particularly the guys he's training because he will show them how to plan out a match like Cody has developed de- developed match um, booking his matches to highlight what he wants to highlight, like his. Uh, there's a really great article done by Michael Hamflet on uh, WhatCultureWrestling.com, where he basically t- charts uh, Cody Cody's just like ascent uh, in terms of style and uh, and and how he wrestles and what he's done since leaving WWE and how it's so carefully 
planned in terms of how he presents himself and how he how he does these matches and how he makes these matches. It's a fascinating read. I honestly I, I can't remember how it all goes, but I know that Cody himself had seen it and commented on it on Twitter. At which point, Michael Hamlet was like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Mm-hmm. Um, like from the from the from the from there's, there's, there's like did Cody acknowledged that it was true. Yeah, good. Cody 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 read it and thought it was a good read. Like he thought like it was like a yeah like that's that's. And thought like, yeah, that this guy knows what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do, essentially. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like Cody, Cody's wrestling brain is very, very good, and he will be able to develop a lot of these guys, and 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 they will come through when they're ready, and he will the art that that storytelling will come into it, and that's what the AEW does does so as well. Like they tell stories in the ring as well as having the outside the stories as well. Okay. What do you think about the stuff that's happened with the inner circle in MGF? I think again, it's it's the slow it's the slow burn. Like it's taking it's taking the inner circle and and Chris Jericho, who contract wise, star level wise, is the biggest star in the company, mm-hmm. and giving him a storyline that isn't at the top of the card and isn't required to have the title, but is evolving this group and and bringing someone like MJF along for the ride and building them all up like mm-hmm. you you like. The fact that they had a hoss match between Wardlow and Hager, where where Wardlow went over at the end, and like they, they they built to that for like like about a month because they just had Wardlow and Hager in the background of everything they did, staring each other until the point where they went no, like Hager was like no, I'm done, I'm gonna I'm gonna slur out my speech and and mm-hmm. call out Wardlow for a match, and then they had a good match because mm-hmm. they they were two big guys doing what big guys do like just like as as big e says big beefy guys slapping beef uh, so how can, you, how how can we like follow the the inner circle storyline so it's it's difficult to gain traction at the start because they're all bad guys. Every they're single all bad one guys. of them. That's the whole point so, though. It's it's a, it's a fascinating story like, because they are all bad guys and you know it's 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 what AEW do like they're 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 doing outside the box stuff. They're letting the wrestlers tell these stories. So the whole fact that like the the inner circle were sort of puttling along, and then MJF and 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 Jericho, who are very similar in terms of their career styles, like they're they're, they're similar personalities, sort of realize that they could they could help each other out. But then they're too proud to to sort of ask the other one that they want to be involved or or, or mm-hmm. that say that they want to be involved with the other one. And then like that, that was all fascinating story. Cause it, 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 technically it doesn't make any sense. Why would two wrestlers be like, Oh, do you, do you want me to join? Do you want to join? Yeah. Do you want me to join? And, yeah. Like, too proud. They, they, yeah. They, this is the thing. Like they, they, they're doing this. Like, and then obviously this descent because Sammy doesn't want him in there. And sat, and like the whole, like is MJF sort of weaseling in like there are layers to this storyline like the deceits and the deceptions and the and the, the misconceptions and the the beliefs like the the they're doing different things like they're they're like to to put it in like to compare it to a rest WWE storyline the closest you could get to that is what they did with um Bailey and Sasha Banks and oh see I, I was thinking Randy Orton and the Wyatts Oh, um, no. <laughs> but not in a not in a no. good way. Like how MGF is obviously Randy Orton, mm. but everyone and their mother can see that like MGF is just not what like he's he's in there for the wrong reasons. Yeah, but why is he in there? Because he because he wants the power, and he's gonna. And, and the thing is, is he is at some point going to usurp Jericho. He's gonna win Jericho over. He's gonna isolate everyone else and take over. And this is the thing. Like, is that there is this aspect of like. Is this 
is this um is this contention between him and Sammy real or is it a fake? Is it is he going to win Sammy over and they're going to take over and boot Jericho out? Because Jericho's getting face reactions a lot of the time. But is he though? Like, I think Jericho's cemented now as a bad guy. I just yeah, don't see him. The intro, the the respect, like Jer- people love to like to boo him. Like he's 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 gone past that dastardly heel thing. Like he like he went at the start of the the inner circle stuff when he was with like when he was like poking John Moxley's eye out and and winding up Cody and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he was a real proper despicable heel. He was a dominant monstrous baby face, monstrous heel. Like he was just mm-hmm. he was just he was just swagger and and like le champion and all this stuff. Like he was just screaming at people. But then he slowly segued into that because because he's so popular. And Jericho, that's what Jericho does. Like Jericho just invents him, reinvents himself all the time. I think they start from the Jericho cruise with the everyone singing. Yeah, I think so. I think it's always been the plan. I think like they've known that he's going to be hitting twenty five years, thirty years in wrestling this year anyway. Like the fact that mm. they, they gave him a match with Luther and, and like I said he came out and everyone everyone sings the song at the start and everyone everyone loves to see him. And the thing is, is that there will be a point where he'll have that one final babyface run. And who better to have that babyface run against than uh, uh, an inner circle that's now run by MJF? And both guys benefit from that because MJF then has a, f- a stable to 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 run. While I don't I see MJF staying in that. Sta- uh, sorry, I don't see Sammy Guevara uh, staying in that stable when while MJF's there. And if MJF wins it. Uh, like wins it over and, and claims it. Hmm. I don't see Sammy staying there, so it would be both him and Jericho leaving. I think him and I think him and Hager will go. I don't know. Like I I I feel. I said I do. You don't you don't know what's going to happen. You know, things they, everything changes in wrestling all the time. You never know who who could get picked up. Yeah, um, you pick you pick a good scenario or worst scenario, and then we always get the one medium scenario that nobody wanted. Exactly. Exactly. But like, it's the potential potentiality of that. The the whole seeing how it's gone, and like I said, yeah, they're all bad guys, but they're bad guys telling a story. Like it's it's a it's a it's a week to week thing. Like there was like three weeks where they they didn't really do any wrestling. They just had the weird like meetings, and then they went to Las Vegas, and then did the, the whole oh, the dinner debonair the, the dinner debonair, and then the 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 hangover tribute thing. Mm-hmm. Like like that that's not stuff that like why would it said. You don't you don't do that as a heel stable where you're just goofing around mm-hmm. if you don't realise that you're going to get a, a, a good reaction out of it. I said. So what else is there in AEW that we we so liked? I watched the uh, Dax Harwood Jungle Boy match, which uh, I haven't seen on uh, not Impact on Dynamite this week. And again, it's a perfect example of how 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 good uh, FTR are. As being the dastardly heels against a perfectly good babyface heel, a babyface, because it was a great match, and I won't, again, I won't say anything about it, but like the the whole concept was, it was Jungle Boy versus uh, Dax Harwood, and at ringside, Luchasaurus was chained, uh, uh, chain smoking, chain <laughs> smoking. He was he was chained or handcuffed to um, Dash and. Like that, uh, Dax, Dax, yeah, Cash, Cash Wheeler, and Tully Blanchard were both Cash Wheeler. <laughs> well, do you know why they're called Dax and Cash? Because uh, it's similar to Axe and Smash of Demolition. Really? Yeah, Dax and, and, I, I thought it was Dax because of uh, uh, oh fucks, what was their what was their names in WWE? Luke Dawson? No, Luke. 
Um, Dash Wilder and Luke Dawson, was it? Something like that, yeah. And wasn't Cash Wheeler... Uh, one of them used that name before they, they joined NXT. Yeah. Ugh, but hey-ho. It's, yeah, but it's, that, it's, a, it's a tribute to Demolition, essentially, because it's Axe and Cash. Axe and, Axe and Smasher, Axe and Cash. Good for them. I'm sure they're going to be ostracized from WWE just like them. <laughs> Quite probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was a great match. It was a great storyline. They it got it got a great sort of like back and forth. Um and yeah, like I, I really enjoyed it. And just as a as a as a one match and, and it'll lead into something more, I think, from what happens at the end of it. Jungle um, Boy's good. And I'm Jungle glad Boy that he's good. got that new theme tune. Yeah, and like this is the thing, like Jungle uh the Jungle Express um will will get over. Like they're they're they they are over anyway when, when the crowds are there. Um, but like the, the continuing continuing build of stars like Jungle Boy and like other other sort of up and comers in AEW is again it's that get people interested in while they're young, so that as their careers go on, like you want to follow them. Mm-hmm. Like whereas WWE they, they they focus so much on one guy because that's their their one ace and that's all they they just push them to the moon, mm-hmm. and then you do, you don't get a chance to see anyone else that you actually like win all the time. Or actually get come out on top, whereas like AEW, like you get a chance to see people thrive and and, and and go from there. Well, this is what I was talking to you uh, like a while back in my lengthy WhatsApp messages, where I was saying that with your when you've got an unbeatable heel like Roman Reigns in WWE. In fact, uh, is well, I'll I'll talk about that when we get to WWE stuff. But mm. uh, is there anything bad you want to talk about with AEW TV? The, the women's the women's division is not great. It's they've got pants. some. They've got. They've got some great wrestlers in there, but they just don't seem to have a direction. They've got. They've mm-hmm. got great individual wrestlers, but for some reason they just can't seem to get any momentum going. Like she does. She. I think she does a great wrestler, but she's just been going. They keep sort of throwing bodies at her, and 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 she, and she keeps winning, and that's great. But there's no. There hasn't really been any peril to her title reign. Mm-hmm. Like Abaddon was weird I'm it not... feels like it's just one and done like each yeah. person just comes up one done next up one done yeah. next up one done and we're all just stalling for the fact that we know Britt Baker's going to beat her this is the thing like they, I feel like they're trying to build Britt Baker separately to so she can come back in as a, as this new this this new heel persona that she's got she's had for mm-hmm. a while obviously she's been injured for various, injured for various bits and pieces but like just there's been never there's really not been that sort of like point where you've gone oh she does really gonna potentially lose this match. Like either the people who've come in have clearly been connected to another company, so you're like, well, they're never gonna yeah. lose to them, or they're just not at the level where they could they could take the title off. Or like, Ooh. I love I love Anna J. I think she's got all the potential in the world, but with a with a week's build, she's never gonna take the championship off her. No, it's like also I feel like the only one that you can have decent feuds with with uh, Shida is. Uh, the uh, Nyla Rose, yeah, Nyla Rose, and even Nyla Rose has been off the boil lately. Like, she's but not Nyla really... Rose can't keep eating losses. You no. can't have somebody as 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 tough and as unbeatable as her constantly eating pins and getting beat in various ways. You just yeah. can't. But so... that's the, but that's the thing. Like the the the, the depth in the roster is well, they they have a lot of rest female wrestlers on there. They they've only really got two or three stars. Like Riho's coming back. Next week, I think, to face off against Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb is the NWA Women's Champion, so I can't imagine yeah, her but, taking the title off 
the, the, the thing is though, dude, it's it's a it's it's a it's a number one contender tournament, tournament that yes. she's facing her in, which means that she could face Deeb and beat her. Yeah, uh, because. They, I think they've given enough fucking gravitas to the NWA world title. Oh, absolutely. And, and we, we've we got... Oh, who's the other lady? Uh, Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa, yeah. Thunder, again, She's, Thunder Rosa, great wrestler. But they just don't... They, they've, they've, they've been in this weird feud with Britt Baker where they just don't really do much. So say you have uh, Big Swole, Britt Baker, Sheeta, uh, Shanna as well. Uh, you have the... The little one whose name escapes me again, you just Rio. Yeah, Rio. You have uh, Nyla Rose, and then you pepper it with Penelope Ford and oh, not really Ali, but like. Uh, Ali's more of a. Uh, uh, she's eye candy more than anything. Yeah. Like, I think it goes like. Anna, like the thing is, they're not really doing as many feuds with the women as they are with the, with the guys. They don't think- need to. But I think the, the, the thing is they could. They could get people over if they did that. Like, look at well, look at Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon. They had a, a genuine two-month feud over not losing. Mm-hmm. Like, they, yeah. they, 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 had, they had, like, un, unwin, unwinnable streaks for, like, about a year. And then they mm-hmm. had three matches in a row where they drew. And, it was, and bear in mind, AEW is very, very low on its number of non-finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's almost always a winner and a loser. I think it's somewhere, some ridiculous like ninety five percent of the matches have a clean win or loss. It's mm-hmm. very rare that they do a DQ or a time count out or a double DQ or anything like that. And they did three of those finishes with with Cutler and uh, and Avalon. And literally, as that built and built and built to the final match where one of them actually won, I was involved. I was in. I was invested in a dark. Yeah. I was in an AEW dark match about two guys who hadn't won. Yeah, and then was- you're like. It was seriously good promo stuff that they were cutting as well, like yeah. before and after the match that uh, Cutler finally won. It was it was emotional, exactly. And they, they, this is the stuff that they're putting just on dark. So, like, so, they, don't tell me there's there's not a way to find a story to tell between two female wrestlers that get into some some sort of disagreement about something, or or, or start have- to or start to compete against each other, and they hey, I'm better than you, sort of thing. Like, there 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 are ways to do it. Like, and and I just so. Think- is it maybe a language barrier then? Unfortunately, we don't like to think about it because there there is a problem here where your 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 last two, not last two but two of your three women's champions have not spoke a lick of English. And and when when you can't when when you can't really get your promos over, you're you're hindered. And and unless you're stupidly charismatic like a uh, Shinsuke, mm. then. You're not you're you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. I, I think I think yeah. I mean, not having promo, not having the ability to have a promo or a, a solid promo does hinder a certain amount. Like the thing- you need a baby, you need a baby face that can speak, not just heels that can speak. Yeah, Rick Baker heel speaking fine. Nia Jax heel speaking fine. Uh, Nia Jax, Nyla Rose. <laughs> heel speaking fine. Not, we'll get to Nyla Rose later. Nia Jax like, later. Who, who are all the like? Who are all the the baby faces in AEW that can cut a good promo? Big Swole. I've heard her promos. I'm not too fond of them. I don't think there's many women in W in AEW that can really cut a promo at the moment. Like they they've they, they've had Shida in sort of promo periods where they then had like Abaddon come out and do weird stuff and like 
they try and put sort of storyline over the top of it. But it's more it's more the actions actions speak louder than words, like, oh, she's here to protect so and so against Abaddon because Abaddon's weird and crazy and a monster. Oh my goodness. But at the same time, I'm put off by Abaddon. Like, oh, yeah. I, I yeah, don't I, I don't I don't I don't find that it's a bit sort of too horror. much. Yeah, and it's the same thing I have with the fiend. Like I'm just like they've gone too far the other way. Yeah. And I'm like the the we've I don't I don't know what's going on here. Like I like a degree of sports entertainment as it's, as to, to put it like i i agree a degree of sort of fantasticness to my wrestling but they've just like the whole going down like this these sort of like creepy monster type characters just doesn't doesn't work and then mm. putting like just for kevin dunn get some rock hard oh yeah um but yeah I, I don't know i don't know how you solve the the aw women's like I, I just feel like not these consistent sort of like oh we're just gonna have one match and then they're not gonna. There's not gonna be any connection again, or like if you're building towards a title match with someone, don't just like the week beforehand go, "Hey, I'm gonna beat you," because like Tanara, uh, Tanara Conte or Te Conte versus Surya Deep was always gonna be a good match, but Tanara Conte isn't gonna beat, um, or there's no there's no jeopardy to Serena Deep, and, mm-hmm. and no matter how many promos you put over the top of it, showing hey how this is how good Tanara Conti is, like she's she's perfectly covered. But if she's coming into it cold and not having had a match or or a dominant run in dark, mm-hmm. she's you don't you don't believe her as a, as a contender. Like if you'd had four or five weeks of Tanara Conti coming out and kicking ass and and dropping people and basically showing that like this is this is my house now, and then. Like after four weeks of these matches, going, I want the NWA title, mm-hmm. and this is and this is what I'll do. Then you're going, oh, okay, maybe Tanara's is going to going to put something on there. Then you have the match and 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 you see what happens then. But like, don't so is, don't, don't don't put them being a match where I know I'm like, oh, okay, you've had one week build, whatever. Is this the the first signs of the the powers that be in the in the EP office at AEW showing signs that? They're just not cut out to do it. And we know it's like, well, from what we've known, it's Kenny that has put like a kind of got control of the of the women's division. I don't know if that's the case now or whatever. I mean, there's enough producers there, somebody could take it over. But is there is there some sort of situation here where the person that's that's doing it isn't doing a good enough job or is too busy doing something else? I think we're still in the early stages of this company. Like there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of bear in mind, like the women's wrestling has only really become a, a draw, like a big draw into, uh, other than candy, eye candy in the last couple of years, like being legitimized by the, the appearance of Ronda Rousey for the year. And then the mm-hmm. big main event at WrestleMania, that was only a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. So and and AEW don't have the same caliber of women and the same coverage of women. They don't have a Ronda Rousey coming in. They don't have a Charlotte Flair where there is a name brand to watch. Like I'd never heard of Hikaru, Hikaru Shida before AEW. I'd never heard of Britt Baker beyond the the stuff like that. Like these are all people mm-hmm. who I'm new to and still getting to know and still learning the style. Like Anna Jay, she's still in the first year of her first year and a bit of her um her career. Like when she mm-hmm. had her first match with Sheeta at the start, like she was like what her sixth match or something stupid like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they've also been beset by injuries and, and uh, a global pandemic. They didn't have access to Riho. They didn't have access to uh, Awesome Kong. They didn't have access to Chris Statlander. Like the 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 the, the 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 big names that they would have had, which was like Awesome Kong, you could build a you could build a, a women's rock. Statlander, somebody that we we haven't thought about because yeah. she's going to be coming back at some point. Yeah, she's she's starting and, to appear on um, BTE again. So yeah, I would like to see a little bit more uh, more more talking from her as well. Maybe kind of stay away. Maybe veer off of the alien stuff a little bit, and then I think she's still going to be the weird alien, but. Like I think you, I think we need to have more time. They need to focus on 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 wrestlers if they want to if they want to push someone, push them. At the moment, mm-hmm. I feel it's very. We've got our champions. Obviously, they have to win, but we don't really have any other space for anyone else to shine because mm-hmm. we're giving up time to to the NWA title every so often. Because if we don't want to have to, if we don't want to have to defend the, our title because we want to try and build something because they, they tend to, to to book a couple of weeks in advance so they'll announce something the week before and then it'll be the next week after that that you'll see the match or they'll be off one week on the other next week and so forth yeah but, okay yeah right next day uh, let's get into the wwe stuff and see yeah. if we can get this in the royal rumble stuff and maybe the next half hour okay so the wwe stuff at the start of the year obviously we had uh, the big news for TV-wise was Goldberg, for some reason, decided that he wanted to face Drew McIntyre for... After, after declaring uh, that, that, that Drew McIntyre, the most respected, the most the guy who's the most respectable of all champions to, 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 to veterans, had disrespected the veterans. And and this was right at the peak of possible a possible Seamus feud going to WrestleMania or even the fact that he that Drew McIntyre was feuding with Keith Lee at the time yeah. and then just decided to like squash the match, squash the feud and bring in Goldberg, which is Vince's call. Yeah. But the reason why he brought him in, the the explanation of the feud, because we all know Drew McIntyre is all about respect because Exactly. He didn't he save like four re- legends in in his feud with Randy Orton. With Randy Orton, he respected the legends. The legends came out to help him. He also at every opportunity he looks at the camera and says, Thank you. I'm so humble. Look how wonderfully humble I am. With my and, lovely hair. And I'm just so thankful of this opportunity. And he he's always going on about this. It's like saying to it's like somebody coming out to John Cena and saying, "I don't like you because you don't you don't know how to hustle or have loyalty or have any respect." And then John Cena's like, "I literally have that on my shirt right now. It's tattooed I, on my chest." Yeah, exactly. I, I have this. Why are you saying this? And it's like, ah, shut the hell up. So the whole the whole the, so the whole reason this actually happened was because apparently there was going to be a promo um before Goldberg came out, but because of some other segment in the show running late, they mm-hmm. were running out of time. So they had to cut the promo that Drew McIntyre was gonna cut. I think it might have been the actual match itself run late. Yeah. Uh, but the, but essentially what happened was is that Goldberg was responding to a promo that hadn't been cut. So that's why everyone looks so confused. Because like Goldberg comes out like, I heard what you said and, and Drew's like, I didn't say anything. All Goldberg had to do all Goldberg had to do was walk out, not even grab a microphone, just spear and just, and just say, "I'm going to spear you now," and then just spear up. 
This is the, I feel like yeah. I feel like they try and do too much with Goldberg. Like they're like, oh, we're, he's gonna start talking. I'm like, no, please don't make him start talking because he starts sweating when he starts talking. <laughs> well, that, that's it, exactly like they had him. They they had him go right. I don't know how well you are on your WCW knowledge. Not so but, much. Not so much. You're, right, the, you're, the, vet, you're the veteran here. This is where I go into into my my comfort zone. So. Goldberg lost the w, the WCW title to Kevin Nash uh, because Kevin Nash had the book at WCW at the time. Hmm. So he he basically thought, hey, let's get the belt onto me. And then at some point during that maybe week or two, uh, what's his name? Hulk Hogan came back uh, into the fray and he said, look, I want to have the belt now. And obviously, creative control and Bischoff didn't want to have any issues with anybody. Kevin Nash was like, right, fine, but I want to be also considered main event. I don't want to look like a pussy. Mm. So instead of being beat by Hulk Hogan, how about I join Hulk Hogan? So then you had the finger poke of doom. So during that that episode where you had the finger, finger poke of doom, you had Goldberg being arrested for sexual assault. And and he basically he basically came out with a microphone and he said, "We all know this claim is bogus. I am not a raper. Uh, I I deliver I deliver school meals to like poor children." Uh, and he he comes out with this horrible promo about how he's such a nice and wonderful guy. And all you need to do is just say, "Look, Goldberg, shut the fuck up." Spear, jackhammer. Right now, it's just spear. We don't need to see any more jackhammers. No, from no, here. no more jackhammers, please. Just spear them. You know, do a squat, stick your tongue out. That's all you need to fucking do. But Vince and Kevin need to fucking overproduce it, and they they just fucked it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I just fuck- I just imagine Vince sitting in the back, just watching it, going, "Yep, fucked it." Yeah. <laughs> Should have just gone with a spear, buddy. You've got got Keith Lee doing Keith Lee things. You've got Drew McIntyre. You've got Drew Drew McIntyre doing what what he can to stay on top. And I'll be frank with you, he's on a precarious ledge right now. Drew's Drew's been a disadvantage as champion because he's been stuck in a long-running feud with Randy uh, Randy Orton where he lost the title for when he really shouldn't have. and and that sort of that feud sort of went on for like, and then he sort of like ran out of feuds. Mm-hmm. And it's just again, he's almost been in that same position as Shida, where he's like, "I'm I'm not going to lose, but everyone they keep throwing against me can't cut a good promo." I think he can get a decent promo. Why talk? Oh, I talk less and claim more. I it's not that, exactly. That's a great. That's a great line, though, isn't it? No, it's not. I think it's, it's like great. What do you do? Fucking. Like cook pots in a kiln, like I can clay, I can I I can like make pottery, like I I just don't I don't like his I just don't like his his puns I don't like like the only thing he had that I did like was the counting before the kick, and even then but he stopped doing that now. We well, can't because what well, the TV screens are just gonna it's gonna oh, be yeah. like a uh, delayed. Yeah, that's what he should do. He should go three, two, one, and then all the TV screens should just change to numbers and go like three, two, one. Do you know what? I get... think that would actually be quite good. That'd be a great use of the Thunderdome. 
Yeah. Just go three, two. And then if he gets like interrupted, there's like big crosses over each screen like he's watching the <laughs> uh, Strike It Lucky. So, Strike It Lucky. <laughs> there's a deep cut. <laughs> you just got Barry Moore in the background walking across the rows. A what? Just hamming it up to the camera going, what's a hotspot? No, not a hotspot. So, so, uh, You've got the 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 Goldberg Drew McIntyre feud. Yeah. You've got the uh, you've got the Roman Reigns versus uh, Kevin Owens. Via. I was trying to focus on Raw, but oh, let's okay. go. For, let's go to SmackDown. No, no I mean, it's, it's for... the main event. Let's, 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 these are the main storylines going on at the moment. Okay, I tell you what. Well, we just will we just look at the the, the schedule on the Royal Rumble and just yeah. talk about those feuds anyway. That sounds like a good idea because like, yeah, the, the, the biggest, the two biggest feuds are really sort of going on. We've talked about this. So, so there's five matches currently announced for um, the uh, the Royal Rumble. And as ever, uh, card is subject to change as we've been, has been made very aware of recently on SmackDown um, mm-hmm. where you've got obviously Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg, which I just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then the other title match we're going to see is uh, Roman Reigns uh, is with with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens, who is obviously a uh, who recently has become a stand-in for the actual number one contender, which is Adam Pierce. Yes, Adam that, Pierce. That feud. After Adam Pierce won, Adam Adam Pierce, who randomly became an authority figure uh, because yeah. he was just there, uh, and he became. Uh, number one contender after Roman Reigns didn't like something, so Jey Uso they had a what was it they had a gauntlet match and Shinsuke Nakamura beat like four other guys and then <laughs> Roman Reigns mm-hmm. and Jey Uso basically beat the piss out of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, super kicked Adam Pierce who sold it like he'd been shot. <laughs> I've never seen anyone sell a super kick like Adam Pierce sold that. <laughs> He's literally just like sack of spuds. Uh, on, his, on his own face as well, which was just impressive. Uh, and then got one, and it was like, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna face Roman Reigns at at, at, at Royal Rumble." Uh, and then basically, I think it was like Adam Pearce spends most of SmackDown trying to get Roman to sign the contract for the match. Roman does his, oh, "I'm not gonna do that." Paul, make this happen. Blah blah blah. And then the table uh, because he wants him in a last man standing match which Pierce agrees to they go down to the ring they sign he signs the match and as he's leaving afterwards because he's finally got him to sign that as he's leaving uh, Adam Pierce's is his knee goes because it's you know it's he's, he's an old he's an old wrestler he's a, he's a veteran of the the the, the indies from from the past and these injuries catch up with him and obviously as we're fully aware cards are subject to change I would love that if as soon as his knee goes he just kind of looks up and the camera catches him going oh no my injuries have caught up with me oh just at this time where <laughs> oh, I've, no. I've got the biggest match of my career no oh shucks uh, <laughs> So at which point he's like, oh, well, you know, as as, as, as you're fully aware, the card is subject to change. Uh, at which point mm-hmm. out comes Kevin Owens and that match has been announced. And Kevin Owens, I think, basically went to town on Roman Reigns last week because he had a match with, they, they had a match with, I think it was him, him and Adam Pearce. They were basically just, they went at each other. I think I can't oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I actually I'm vague, I'm very, very, like, I know I know last week there was a really good match between uh, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan 
because it actually sort of let him let him go and and and, Ces- and they're doing the usual thing. They're giving Cesaro wins before the Rumble, so we all think he's going to win, which he isn't. Do you think they're going to use Miz as a scapegoat to kind of save uh, Kevin Owens from a loss here? I don't know. Like I, I, I'm, I'm also bored of the Miz now as well. Like the whole Miz Otis feud was went nowhere. Um, yeah. Like it just the whole. It didn't go nowhere. But it gave Miz. It gave Miz the, the, the. Oh yeah, because. He's, he's already lost it, and then he then he then he's legalized legalized his way back to the title, the, 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 the 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 contract again. I'm like, oh, yeah, but remember who legalized it for him? Who legalized it? The fucking uh, Pierce was Adam Pierce. Pierce Adam Pierce handed it to him and said, "On a technicality, you've got the you've got the the title back." Mm. So, could there be an opportunity here where it? Possibly, and I think this is what Vince does: is he throws like somebody like they tease something down the line, and then he goes, "Right, well, I have that option. I have this option. I have this option. Should I change my mind at the eleventh hour?" And I think he's actually got three different. I think he's quite happy to to take the belt off of Roman and then put it back on him two weeks or three weeks down the line later. I don't think. I feel. I feel like. I think. Thing is, at the moment. What, what, what benefit is he did it to Drew? He did it to Drew like a couple of months ago. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, what benefit does does Miz have? Like, all that's going to happen if Miz wins the title is that Roman Reigns is going to kill him. At which uh, point, uh, Roman Reigns becomes a face. No, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns kills him at uh, elimination fast, chamber, fast, fast lane or elimination, whatever. Yeah, it'll, it'll be elimination chamber, and it'll be for the title. And he'll be in the elimination chamber, and who else will be in there will be a bunch of his lackeys, like the Usos and whoever else. And then maybe there's a turn or something in elimination chamber. Miz gets beat up. Roman Reigns has got the belt again, and then you quickly fast forward into some shitey feud down the line with somebody else. Well, apparently, I think it could seriously happen. Apparently, they've got Reigns's WrestleMania uh, opponent locked. But they haven't. I don't think they've actually announced who it is. Like the, the theory going around at the moment is that it's Daniel Bryan, because Daniel Bryan Roman yeah, Reigns yeah. hasn't really been a feud that we've seen, um, and well, not but, since Roman won the Rumble, and then he had that match with Daniel Bryan to try and uh, make him to try and, yeah, and to try and get all the Daniel Bryan fans to go, oh, he did beat him. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. Like what they've what they've been doing with Roman Reigns has been fascinating. Like this is this is this is the best Roman Reigns I think we've ever had. Because yeah. he's just he's just something else. Like and and he's done that like mentally, psychologically, physically. Like he's just a totally different character. Uh in in a way that you can see that he's clearly enjoying doing. But there's a certain point where you're going, how, how does this all pan out in the end? Because you don't it's a reign of terror. Yeah. That's the problem. And that's and, and that's the worry. You, you don't have a competitive uh, system like the old SmackDown Six, where you had everyone could beat everybody, but they were all over anyway. So it's not like everyone was bringing everyone down; they were actually bringing each other up. Whereas with Roman, you're now like, okay, this is Triple H in the noughties. Now everyone is going to feel his wrath, yeah. and 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 there's just not enough people that are over, even on the other brand, to to beat him or to have uh, a decent feud with him no. with the exception of maybe Drew McIntyre but I don't 
I said, I it, it, all comes back, it, all, it all comes back to WWE's inability to create stars. Yeah. Like, you don't believe anyone is going to take the title off Roman Reigns. So no one can take the title off Roman Reigns. Like, I'm not convinced Kevin Owens will beat him. Like, and then who else have you got? Like, they, 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 they've sort of turned Shinsuke face-ish because of the... Because of the uh, the the the, the match, match. He had, yeah. um, but Shinsuke gonna beat is Shinsuke gonna beat Reigns for for the title? No, I don't see it. Like, they, no, they, it's they, Daniel Bryan or nobody. Daniel, but who Daniel, Bryan, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. And to be perfectly honest, I don't see Daniel Bryan winning winning the Rumble. Like he might be the favorite, but I just I just don't see it. I don't like. He doesn't need to win the rumble. He, he can doesn't. just start a feud later yeah. on. That's and that's, that's the, the beauty of the the brand split. The only beauty of the brand split is that it saves the rumble from annihilation of having to having to go right. This guy wins it, and yeah. now he's going to WrestleMania. Aye, but he wins it, and now he's he's the third match in the card rather than the yeah the last match. And that's and that's the thing. Like they, 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 now again with having two having two shows as well. Having two nights, like it, it makes it better than being all in one night. But at the same time, like how do you balance your shows? Like you got you got two main events, two 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 piss break matches. Like this is you the have thing. the you have to you have the women's WrestleMania the first night. Yeah, uh, it, like you have the women's Rumble winner and their title shot the first night, and then you have the men's the second night. Yeah, that's what I would do, but I don't think WWE will do that. No, they no. won't really. Because one of those world, because <laughs> one of those world titles is gonna, it, one of those world titles is gonna, is gonna be the main event of one, and one of them is gonna be the other, and then the other ones are gonna be below that, and then you've got to take into account the NXT stuff. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't well, like. What do you mean with the NXT stuff? Well, there'll be an NXT match on WrestleMania of some sort. You think? I think so. Like they've got I, some, they've got big names down there. They've got people that people would want to see. Like, are you saying like, like Finn Balor is is a is a big fish in a small pond at the moment? But they'll just uh, but have it, a match on that. They'll they'll do a takeover on Friday or something the, of the weekend. Probably, but you'll probably have, they'll probably have another match on the on on the second cut on on one of the nights. Like there's two nights of wrestling for WrestleMania. Like there's a yeah. lot of matches, and like you've got. Like, I, I know there's got there's going to be the battle royales because you've got to have the battle royales. So no, they. I don't think they're allowed to do the battle royales now with COVID. Are they oh, that's, like, oh god, to, yeah, that's terrible. Then. They have to limit the amount of god, people. I, how many terrible matches are we going to have? That's what. Uh, well, <laughs> I just, I just don't think there's going to be people actually on the card. <laughs> it's just going to be three matches. It'll be the women's women's Royal Rumble winner, men's Royal Rumble winner, the other title, the other champion World Championship match, and maybe I don't know an IC you'll, match. You'll have a twenty four seven segment. Oh yeah, of course. Where 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 our truth will lose and rewin the title once again. Yeah, just. <laughs> right, so <laughs> we liked we liked the Roman Reigns stuff uh, yeah, from Reigns TV. Stuff. Uh, the Fiend stuff with Randy Orton, where it's, he got oh. set on fire, and Alexa Bliss is now. It's just gotten weird now, hasn't it? Like, yeah, it's it's just it reeks of Kevin Dunn, and I'm just so tired of it. I've just again, like going back to the same point. Like I I enjoy a degree of sports entertainment. Like I love my angles. I love I love some shocks and some interesting stuff. But it's just weird. This stuff has no place in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and and the thing is, for me, the fiend's done. He doesn't work as a face. He shouldn't be a face. I I don't I don't know how much it, like else like uh, 
Bray Wyatt with his funhouse is is fine, mm. but as a bad guy, and I don't necessarily feel like I don't think he needs the title either. No, he never needed uh, the title, and and he's feuding with people. I don't. Okay, how bored are we of Randy Orton? I, like he's fine, he wrestles fine, but how many times can you just stare at a camera and just slowly uh, one? Like there is no, there is no doubting that Randy Orton is a very good professional wrestler. Yes, he's like, a good wrestler. He, 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 he's very, very, very good. Problem he is, has his moments. He's good with crowds. Yeah, he knows how he knows how to do what he does. Like he's very clever. Like he's learned from some of the best people in the business. The problem is, he it's very samey. Mm-hmm. Like he'll threaten your wife. He'll threaten your wife, or you'll hear the voices, and like there's no, there's no, and like this is this is not meant as a reference. There's no evolution of the character. Mm. Even and we go back to the we go back to someone like Undertaker who's had such a long career. And Randy's career has gone on twenty, nearly 20 years now. Mm-hmm. He's been in WWE. And there's really not a huge amount of like, Taker's been through three or four different iterations and styles of those iterations. Whereas Randy's still Randy. Mm-hmm. Like there's no... Well, you, had the, you had the Randy Orton the first time when he, he was a babyface and he did the, the crossbody off the top rope as a finisher. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he had him in evolution. Then yeah, then he spat in people's faces for a long time. Yeah, then he had the legend uh, killer, and then then he became the viper. And he's sort of been the viper in different f- forms for such a long time. Even when he was in that rated RKO, he was still the viper. And then you yeah. had like the, the the biggest thing he's changed is the length of his crew cut, and he now now he wears a hoodie. Yes, the hoodie. Yep, that's. I've gone. Do you know what? Way. I'm getting a bit chilly while I walk to the ring. I'm going to put on a hoodie. There's just, there, like, you can't even say that uh, authority, authority, Randy Orton is. No, he was, he was just, he was just, he was just, he was just a rehash of. It's just the same. Evolution and Viper, uh, Randy Orton. Like, there's no real difference. It's just, it's the same, it's the same engine under a slightly different skin. So when you've got, you've got a boring Randy Orton, you've got a, a, Bray Wyatt, who's not being used right, and also nowhere to be seen. Like, yeah, he's disappeared for, for most of the, for most of this month. He's just been like he got burnt, and then they've been slowly bringing him back. You've got Alexa Bliss doing the best that she can with with what she's got, bearing in mind that she's meant to be the love interest of of Bray Wyatt or his follower or whatever. And then you've got the you you've got her feuding with a very boring Randy Orton, and now she's throwing fireballs. Yep, and then you've got uh, mask. You've Randy got, Orton being upset the, in the worst the mask on, ever. You've got the other stuff on Raw where what is it like? I, there's is is uh, what's the what are they called? Revolution? What are oh, they retribution. Again? Are retribution uh, still a thing? Who yeah, are they, they are. They're, they're they're currently feuding with Ricochet because Ricochet can't get away from feuding with massive few uh, factions. Yeah, he got beat. He got beaten the shit up by um, the hurt, the hurt, the hurt business, hurt business and now it, for uh, about three months, and now he's getting his ass kicked by Retribution. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just I love, I love Ricochet. He's a great wrestler, not a great promo, but dear God, he's got to stop picking. He's just got to just disconnect from all these big groups. 
Yeah. Like put him in a feud with someone who can, and they can have some banger matches. But, but stop, that, stop just <clears throat> using him as a bump machine. That's the problem with a lot of the stuff on Raw is, and also a lot of the stuff on both the shows is that it's just throw something out there, throw yeah. something there, and we'll just spread that over it's, TV it's, for the next month. It's just it is absolutely just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. And at the moment, unfortunately, everything is so piss poor nothing is sticking it's all just running off right uh let's talk about this before we talk about rumble predictions yeah. uh last week on raw naya Jax had a match with dana brooke oh was it no it was, um, it was a tag match right okay well they were involved in a match yeah and uh this was also a new segment because she goes and bitches about people who are bitching about her but naya Jax lifted her up for a power bomb for an unnecessary reason. Then, and then, then faffed around for a little bit. Dana, she, Dana Brooke has the ability to, she's a gymnastics background person, so yeah. she's athletic. She So she twisted her legs to the side of of Naya, so Naya could chokeslam her down from a powerbombing position, but not necessarily have her arms still between her legs. Because yeah. that's a factual chokeslam. You yeah. can chokeslam somebody from powerbombing them as long as you sit down with them like Batista. Yeah, but she that's didn't do that. Count. She decided not to do that. She did a because... weird sort of powerbomb chokeslam, but at the same time pushed Dana Brooke so far around that she basically spiked him like a, like a, like a football player. Yeah, so... The 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 Naya haters or normal wrestling fans that care about people's health uh, were shitting on Naya from a great height, and then she responded with her usual Naya Jacks wit, where she just said, "We're all bitching and moaning, moaning, Rob, we're all fucking losers. Fuck you." Yeah. My my thought process on this and this whole thing is. Dana Brooke is not known as being the greatest wrestler. In fact, she's one of the worst wrestlers they have. Okay, so when she decides that she thinks she can do this move, you have to go, okay, this is Dana Brooke I'm holding up above my head. She's not particularly good. I'm going to have to like take care of her a little bit and make sure it doesn't fuck up. So maybe you talk to her and say, how about I just chokeslam you a different way? Or you go, okay, if we're doing this, I'm going to make sure that you, you land safely. When Dana Brooke got thrown down to the the mat, she did not put her arms to the to the to her sides in yeah. order to flatten the fall. So she was at fault there, where she never took the 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 fall properly. Now that's that's fine. So she's not completely blameless as Nia Jax. However, however, Nia Jax. However, when she tw- <laughs> however, when she twisted Dana Brooke's legs around to the the right. And she tucked her bum, and you you see it. She pushed her she pushed her bum further down back so she could land flatter. She pushed she pushed Dana Brooke down faster and harder. Yeah. And when you're doing that to somebody that is already not a good wrestler, and also is taking a flat back bump from a spinning position, yeah, without any support, you are going to cause some serious damage. And you as the person giving the move, not just the person who's going to get hurt, but you're the person who's giving the move. You have to make sure that that person's safe. And Nia Jax absolutely didn't. And she doesn't. And she she breaks people's noses. She breaks people's faces against rings post. You sent me an interesting piece on Twitter about it, how she's yeah. just constantly potatoing folk left, right, and center. That, that, uh, 
that shoulder breaker that she did to Charlotte Flair, Flair mm-hmm. was all types of fucked up. She just doesn't she just doesn't know how to do moves properly, and she's not a good wrestler. No. So the the thing that I said you actually makes a lot of lot of very solid points because there's there's a degree of blame in, in a lot of this. So first of all, Nia Jax is not a great wrestler. And I don't think anyone could deny that. And this is not this is not the first time this has come up because she has a history of mm-hmm. causing injuries or 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 being involved in injuries where strangely she doesn't get injured but someone else does. Yeah. Um, Nia Jax just injures Nia Jax just injures herself by constantly putting on weight and having to replace her knees each six months. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm a fat man. I can say that. So. So there is a dig- like there, there, there's no one that can argue that Nijax has has in any way improved over the that period because she's still doing the same thing over and over and over again. So there's a degree of blame on her, but at the same time, like it's quite obvious that she hasn't developed as a wrestler uh, or as no. a performer. So at what point does the does this become her problem that she's not a good wrestler because she's not improving or does it become WWE's problem because like let's face it they're putting her out there in these matches over and over and over again because they see her as a draw which no offense she isn't I don't pay I wouldn't pay money to go see Nia Jax wrestle because she's not a wrestler she's not a great character I don't really care and a lot of her heat that she has is go away heat Mm-hmm. It's the it's the the Baron Corbin ah uh, or the X Pac the I don't I don't give a shit go away you're annoying rather than actually oh my god I hate you I want you to see you lose I just want her to go away and for some reason they keep pushing and pushing and pushing her and seemingly turning a blind eye to this so there is an aspect of is there a is there negligence on WWE for not getting her up to the proper standards because. They were, there's this big story that came around recently where like a whole bunch of wrestlers got sent back to the, the, the performance center because Vince decided that they weren't safe. And I don't know if I think I think Keith Lee was one of them. I don't think it was necessarily that they weren't safe. Oh, I think that was part of it. But I think they also weren't wrestling the way you don't want your big you don't want Keith Lee doing a Spanish fly. I'm sorry, you just don't. Hmm. I mean it looks good at WrestleMania, but you don't want them doing that on Monday night fucking raw. Yeah, but you you don't have to send them back to the performance center to say stop doing that move. Well, if you've got coaches there sitting on their fucking thumbs half the half the time, oh, they've oh, got ran- and maybe if it was Rob Van Dam, if he was a coach, he'd be sitting on his thumbs. But like, I gotta stop not, just going ping and just going everyone RVD else all the time. Sit on their th- uh, sit on their hands, but they would like. If you've got the if you've got the, the proper stuff there, they could go to the performance center. They can video their matches. They can say, right, here's where we think you're going wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay. Please take this on board. But why but, are so, they doing that with Nia Jax? Why aren't they doing it with Nia Jax? Because she's the Rock's cousin. That doesn't mean anything. Rock's daughter's down in a, in in the training room, but they don't have her up on on Monday Night Raw every week. Not yet, because she, she uh, not yet. <laughs> like this is the thing like it, 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 you, you can't use the argument of oh she's the rock because because that that isn't a draw nobody they, you don't you, we're not pushing Nia Jax because she's the rock's cousin they're right, pushing so, Nia Jax because because she is a she is a physical presence the problem okay. is, is as, as a physical presence she is a danger to those in the ring who, who she's with uh What's her name? Shayna Baszler. Um, Shayna Baszler, and she's in a she was in a tag team match with I assume Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Yeah, that's where the injury right. happened. 
So are they feuding at any point with anyone else? Are they in a uh, are they in a match at Royal Rumble? They or? are a match. At, so no, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are in a match with uh, Asuka and Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Right, and it's just a two. It's a, a tag, tag match, tag team, tag team title match. Right. So out of that, out with of that, has has Nia Jax been feuding with anyone major at at any point since she's come back? She just came straight into tag team stuff, didn't she? She's come into tag team stuff and she's been had this weird sort of weird they got they got released at one point. I want to say that she got she got fired because she beat yeah. up Nia Jax, yeah she got she got she got put on suspension indefinitely because she beat up Pat Buck. Uh okay. uh and then somehow that was ignored and she came back and started tagging with Shayna Baszler because you know they don't have anything for Shayna Baszler. Um, we've got Nia Jax, so let's put you two in a weird, in an odd couple tag team because, I mean, we don't have any tag teams we could potentially use. We keep breaking up the ones that actually exist. Okay, so sorry, dude, I've got the missus in here. She's after her phone. Oh, okay. She's uh, she's speaking with her friends, but she uses a different her. She's got a new phone and her old phone, and she uses her old phone to speak to them while playing a game on. Uh, she plays Among Us on her other phone. Oh, that's good. Clever uh, with her friends. Yeah, so. I would say that if if it was like if she was a man and she was facing Randy Orton and made the same fucking mistake, I think oh, Randy Orton would say something about it. Oh, I think Randy Orton would do, would have gotten her fired. Let's yeah, face it, it's happened to lesser people. He's had a track record of that. Hmm. Nia Jax is not so much pally with the powers that be, not, not as in the authority or anything like that, but she's not. She's not overly friendly with major, major, like wrestlers. Like she's not constantly being pictured with uh, Charlotte or Becky. Or she's good friends with that. She's good friends with Alexa Bliss, I think. Yeah, Alexa Bliss, but the, the Alexa Bliss isn't exactly best friends with a lot of the the other people either. Mm. Like her and her and Sasha Banks don't get on that well. So you can safely assume that Nia Janks, Nia Nia Janks, uh, <laughs> and and. Sasha wouldn't get on that better either because Naya is one of those people that if you have a problem with her friends, she has a problem with you. She has that kind of attitude about her. Yeah. So, which is fine. So I don't think she's necessarily like that well liked, but I also think that she's not really potatoing people that are deemed important to Vince. Other than I, that I one problem that. with with Charlotte, she's been she's been banging everyone up. She she banged up Alexa Bliss, which Alexa's going to be okay with it and not moan and bitch about it because she's friends with her. She banged up uh, Kyrie the Sane. Kyrie Sane, who she uh, didn't give a shit about. Yeah, and she was already on her way out anyway. She's fucked up Dana Brooke. Well, honestly, like Dana Brooke's lucky she's there. Hmm. Uh, so. All of these other things that are happening, I think it's only a matter of time before. Oh, she did dingy. Uh, she did ding Becky, but that punch to the face actually helped Becky in the long run. Yeah, I think that the, like I said that, that was that was a sort of a weird sort of. Fortunate. They got lucky. Yeah. Okay, Can you yeah. imagine if they didn't catch that on camera? Yeah, if they hadn't, if they hadn't caught that, and they hadn't got like just that iconic moment of Becky, mm-hmm. like. That, that, like that, that, that was what basically made Becky that year. I think 
Yeah. Like, so if that didn't happen, and Nia Jax takes responsibility for that as well. She said, like, you know, uh, I, I think she said something along the lines of, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be in the position you are. Yeah. Uh, so she's she's been very, very lucky. And frankly, she's very lucky to be there anyway, because if she wasn't The Rock's cousin, she wouldn't be hired by WWE. Hmm. They would have like had her at the Performance Center and went, wow, you need a lot of work. And she would still be in the Performance Center now. Yeah, probably. But they've they 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 kind of doing the best they can with her. But I I would, what you're going to get break somebody's neck until you do something. The, I think the problem is is that, that Nia Jax is is that representative of a proper monster heel female, and they can always drop her into that role. There's no one else in on the roster like uh, like Nia Jax. She's the size that she is. Um, that she's always going to be a monster. Like the only person that could potentially compare to that is Tamina, and Tamina isn't isn't is mu- isn't that much better. Like she's certainly not got the same charisma or ability to talk. I thought you said she she doesn't have the same killer instinct as no, her dad. I didn't go, I didn't go that far. <laughs> but like, that's, <laughs> right. like that, that, that's that's the logic I think is like that, that Vince sees Nia Jackson and goes, ah, she's a monster, uh, and I'm like, yeah, no, nah, but she's also like like King Kong. She will also destroy people, mm-hmm. not necessarily in a good way. Right. Let's do the predictions for the the Royal Rumble. So hit us with the the matches for okay, the up and coming so- pay per view. The matches that have been announced so far are Asuka and Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championship. I believe Asuka and Charlotte Flair are currently the champions. Now, bear in mind, there's also like shenanigans going on recently with Ric Flair and Lacey Evans because, you know, Lacey Evans, who has up until now been a faithful uh, wife and mother of, of a delightful child, is now canoodling with Ric Flair for some reason. But do you... Do you take okay? Do you think that they're going to go WrestleMania, Charlotte, Asuka, or the, are they going to go Charlotte, uh, Canoodler, and Rick, and they're fighting for Ric Flair's love uh, as like some sort of weird women's match at Mania that's not necessarily for the title? Quite possibly, like knowing like that sounds like something that Vince would do. That's like it's it's a it's a step off Vince Russo putting Ric Flair on a pole. Exactly, a Ric so, Flair on a pole match. Like, I again, like Lacey Evans, uh, just a, a non-entity, like an absolute non-entity. She's like, just she is so completely the wrong character. This woman is a a, a southern war veteran that has a kid uh, and lives in a, a, a trailer. She lives in a trailer park, uh, not trailer park, but she has like land and she lives in a trailer yeah. and she, she works on a farm and she's, you know, lots of, lots of hard work and hustle. Yeah. But in regards to her wrestling, this character that she's portraying is just nasty, fucking nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Like, I don't, I, it's I, just, it doesn't work. And the, I think the problem was they tried to turn her face but they also tried to evolve the character from the nasty side, you know. Oh, you nasties! It just didn't work. No, it hasn't. I think I think they need her to to go away and come back and just be a fucking kickass. We're fucking fatigues. Yeah, we're fucking camouflage uh, gear. And just said, look, I've been like, 
you don't know my history. I've this, I've been this, I've been this. Yeah. I'm here to kick your ass. And just go on a tear. Yeah, and do that. But if they're going to continue with this uh, current incarnation of her, I think she's going to do what, what you said uh, or that you implied is that there's going to be some shenanigans. Uh, Baszler and Jax will win the titles again. Yeah. And then I don't, then I think Asuka is not going to wrestle Charlotte at WrestleMania. It'll be Charlotte and uh, Charlotte and Evans. Evans, yeah. Well, they need matches. This is the thing. Like, if they're going to fill two nights and they can't have any multi man matches, like, they're going to have to find some way to get people on the card. Yeah. But uh, I think that's why the, the women's, the raw women's is going to be the winner to face Asuka and not yeah. necessarily to face Bailey. No, not no, not Bailey. Uh, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Yeah, because Sasha, the Bailey, and Bailey's currently feuding with Bianca Belair at the moment. Yeah, uh, and I think it'll be. I, I think, think that's a WrestleMania match. I think it's going to be Belair, but uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks in a triple threat. Nah, I, I think that'd be a good match. And I think Belair's going to win it. I don't by... think I don't think Belair will win the the Rumble. I think she'll be the Iron Woman. I think she'll she'll be like. I think her and Bailey. Either, there's there's two faces could play out. Her and Bailey could essentially both be number one and two in the rumble and get to the end, and neither of them win. I'm going to interrupt you there. Did you hear what they're going to do with the relaunched backstage? Oh, they're they're announcing one in the the women's one and one two, and two for the women's and the number thirty for the men's, men. which, which means I've the number thirty for the women's is, is going to be a big surprise. Could be Ronda Rousey. And this is why I think that my I'm going to skip ahead, but yeah. my prediction for the women's Royal Rumble is that it's going to be somebody that isn't currently wrestling. Ooh, who do you think that is then? Uh, you haven't thought that far ahead. I I kind of thought maybe either Ronda or Becky or uh, somebody from NXT, such as uh, the Australian yeah, lady. Ripley. Yeah. I mean... I don't know one of them. I think... So going back to the original match, I uh, the, the original th- thought in the, the women's tag team match, like I think, I think now Jackson Basil will win the tag team titles and take the titles off Asuka and Flair. I mm-hmm. think you'll probably end up seeing shenanigans from Evans. I think they'll have a match at Elimination Chamber, or I think in fact I think what happens is, is they'll have the Elimination Chamber. Evans will mess around with Charlotte again. They'll have their match at Fastlane, and Charlotte will go on to face. Oh no, that doesn't work because she won't be the champion then. Damn it! I thought I thought we were gonna. I might for a brief, brief second there. I thought it was gonna be um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair two, like the rematch. Oh, no, no. Um, maybe next year, but not but, this year. Yeah, two I think, in a row. I don't think I don't think we'll we'll see that because I, I just I'd forgotten that Char- that Charlotte Flair wasn't a title holder. But like I I I mean I it could, feels like it doesn't it? Yeah, she's just always a champion, and it's so boring. It feels like Asuka's just carrying her bags. Yeah, like Asuka has been a great champion since she's, she's taken over. But again, like who who would you have a feud with? Like who would you have a match? Like I think the most logical, if you want to just jumpstart a feud for 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 that, would be to put like the winner on whoever whoever the winner is. And they said there's there's plenty that could be like I, I'd love to see um, Rhea Ripley get a, get a jump to the top because I think she's a great wrestler. I think she got shortchanged a little last year. Well, oh, maybe if it is Becky, dude. What like Asuka was the one that was given the belt, yeah. so she, she goes, "You were keeping it warm for the mam, <laughs> the mammy." 
So um, and then goes and gets it back. And all of these are are perfectly at like Becky, Rhea, uh, Ronda are all perfectly good matches for Asuka, oh, yeah. and they would be very good at WrestleMania. Yeah, but I, anyhow, def- so I, de- I definitely, I definitely think like Bianca and and Bailey will be like the the they'll they'll have a feud running throughout the the match. I think I think they'll be one and two, and they'll get to the end, but they won't win it. I think they'll both they'll both go out at the same time. They'll both get the Iron Women, and that'll be their match leading into WrestleMania. I think they are going to have a match at WrestleMania. Okay, next match: uh, Drew Goldberg, the Claymore versus the the Spear. This could this could literally go either way. Like if they decide to just take the title off of Drew, then they'll just have Goldberg spear Drew to death. Um, or vice and then we'll have Goldberg maybe even Edge at the Rumble. Possibly spear v spear, that'd be great. Then get Roman involved as well. So we just got three way spear going on. Or uh, you have that's when they, that's when they, they they all hit at the exact same time, but they don't they don't they separate. All, they they all, just crush together, and, and they all travel back in time. They just start. They, they just hover because of all the, the like opposite a, forces, like a really weird fidget spinner. Exactly. So then they just, like what are those fucking frisbees with the three arms. Oh, yeah, I know what I mean, I know what I mean. Like, like, like weird boomerangs. Yeah, so they just pick up force and just spin and spin and spin until they start lifting out of the, the and, Thunderdome. And then they create like a black hole and then everything just gets sucked. That's how the world ends. We've worked it out. <laughs> Form of spear portal. <laughs> and then what, what, what happens is when they're sucking everything up, through the portal, they'll accidentally suck Rhino up, who then acts as the leg with his gore, and then they form a dreidel and then land back down on Earth, and then just constantly spin. Just cut, <laughs> cutting a line through Earth, just all the way around the world. And every, so, to... often, and every so often a wrestler who uses a spear gets sucked in, like Batista or, uh, or, or Matt, uh, Matt Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Until it forms a different shape, and then... it did. Oh my god, it's a it's a spear dodecahedron. <laughs> Before they knew it, they formed like a a, a really complex celled organism. And Vince is like, I finally done it. The perfect wrestler. <laughs> and then it's oh man, Reigns. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I'm, the like, of, I'm the head of the table. But he's like a hundred miles tall. Yeah, and just constantly spinning. <laughs> Welcome to the Spearder Dome. It won't be spinning at this point. It'll, he'll just be like lightly vibrating. He'll just be like humming away. And then that hum will create like the, the Smackdown pop of just any noises at once. Uh, I, I mean, it makes more. <laughs> it makes more sense if Drew wins the title. And keeps yeah, I think it. that. I think I don't think our prediction is going to happen. No, I, think, uh, <laughs> I have a strange feeling that the end of the world won't happen. <laughs> this is like this is like the same thing when you've got like the double choke slam, where eventually somebody's going to choke slam each other to the ground. Well, what but, was it? There was the there, there was a there's a story that I, I'm not going to tell us just now. But let's keep going because we're two hours into this and. And we're already starting to hit hysteria. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think Drew wins. I think Drew wins and goes on to face possibly a returning uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania again. Um, who knows at this point? 
Duke oh, is, so is that your Rumble prediction as well? Then I don't possibly. think I don't think he'll win the Rumble if he's in it. I I, I think there's I it's it's odd because like if if we're going with uh, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Rum, uh, Roman Reigns, they don't need him to win the Rumble. Like, they really don't. But at the same time, you've got Edge coming back. Do they want to put Edge in with uh, Drew McIntyre? Do they want to put Edge in with, with with Roman? Like that would, would make more sense if someone like Edge or like potentially a returning Brock uh, or someone like that, or somebody wanted to, to bump up the card. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. I th- I think that I think Drew's going to lose it. Really? Yeah, I think Drew's going to lose it, and I, I'm just I've just thought this now, so bear with me. Uh, I think Drew's going to lose it. And it's going to be, I don't know, something's going to happen where Sheamus causes him to lose it or some shit like that. And then eventually at WrestleMania, you have a Drew-Sheamus feud for nothing, just for another match. And uh, my, my reason why is because I think Goldberg is going to face whoever wins the male, uh, the male Rumble, which... I think is going to be Edge. Okay, I can see and that. And then you have Edge Goldberg at Mania, where Edge beats Goldberg, and then goes on, you know, whatever feud with the belt after that. Because I don't really like the idea of Edge beating Drew, but I like the idea of Edge beating Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I could see that. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And um, then you've got you've got Drew Sheamus at Mania. You've got Edge Goldberg at Mania. And uh, but what, then you can worry about all the stuff after that. So initially, like before before these matches all got locked in, and when Drew was announced as having COVID, I was of the opinion that the title should go on the Royal Rumble winner. And my theory was going to be this: it's like even if Drew then come, came back before the, the the Rumble, he could be like, "Oh well, I, I've I've handed my title over because I had COVID because I didn't want to didn't want to risk it." But I led to the Rumble and try and win it back. Go back through, win the Rumble again win the title mm-hmm. and then Miz would come down and win the take the title off him with the the money in the bank because what's what's more tiring than going an hour in the rumble to then be beaten by someone who's fresh and mm-hmm. like that was that was my theory but then obviously they didn't do that because Drew's still going to have a match with Goldberg anyway like yeah. I, I thought they would have played it safe and gone hey we're going to we're going to do this just cuz you know we don't know what's happening this is the thing dude it feels like there's just multiple options that they're that they're kind of teasing just now yeah and and i think i think i mean it's it's good that you sort of keep that options open but at the same time like you you're you're into wrestlemania season now the rumble is is the start of wrestlemania season you want to be knowing who your who your 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 big names are and like i would say drew definitely is your big name goldberg's a big name the fact that edge has come back like sort of goes mm, he could potentially win daniel bryan but beyond that, you're like, well, like a whole bunch of people have announced for the Rumble. Uh, AJ Styles apparently is a qualification uh, participant now because anyone that wants to get in the Rumble has to either declare for it or face AJ Styles for a chance to be in the match, which makes no Fuck fucking sake. sense. Like every, just... every, literally every week, you're like, oh, I want to be in the Rumble. And then at which point, Adam Pierce goes, well, you have to face AJ Styles. I'm like, when did AJ Styles become a qualifying match for the Rumble? Goodness me, goodness me! Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna check my microphone status here, because uh, it says Mike unknown, and I am really worried. No, no, everything's really still going. Worried. 
I can still hear. Yeah, it. I sound crisp as well, better than I did at the start. Yeah, still good. Still good. Excellent. Right, that's fine. Okay, let's. So let's. So we've got. We've like. We've done June Goldberg. We've got Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns is winning that. My mic now. <laughs> right, Roman Reigns is. Roman Reigns sorry? is winning. Roman Reigns is winning against Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah. I don't see anyone. I don't see. Like, I like Kevin Owens, but on the role that Roman Reigns is on, there's there's not going to be a blip in this. Yeah, this I don't. Reign. I don't think Vince likes Kevin. Uh, no, Kevin Owens enough either. to put the belt on him. No, not when he's got Roman Reigns in in God mode. Yeah, uh, exactly. And that's essentially what, what Reigns is at the moment. He's he's just in God mode. He's found the cheats, and he's just turned on God <laughs> mode. And he's like, I'm just doing what I want now. And in, in some the, ways it works, and in some ways you're like, Ugh, here we go. Yeah, I mean it's 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 given them good TV, but long term, like it's not going to help any of the other people beside them. Yeah, the, the only reason, the only way it would work is if you if you have Reigns in a prolonged feud with someone that's going to keep him going, which he hasn't really. Like he had some good matches with Jey Uso and Jey Uso sort of falling in line, and but there wasn't anyone really to sort of him to sort of battle back and forth with while the other guys get over or get get mm-hmm. get get status. And again, like you're saying with like I guess like Cesaro, like oh Cesaro suddenly win, started winning matches before the Rumble. What a surprise! Um, yeah. Because he's going to be fodder. Because he's going to be fodder. Because either they'll they'll put him in a match with Reigns <clears> and he'll get destroyed. Same with Shinsuke. Like oh, they they managed to turn him face. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like they they need to they need someone for to keep Roman Reigns busy. That's going to be a challenge for him. And they've sort of done that with Kevin Owens. But at no point does Kevin Owens really come as off as a threat to Reigns's to Reigns's title to, to Reigns's t- uh, title reign. Yeah, he's a. Uh, uh- Kevin Owens is a mid card guy. We know that. I'd say he's, uh, upper, he's upper mid card. I think like he, that, that's not a problem. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Right. Next match. Uh, Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be uh, somebody that that is, isn't on a roster uh, who will face Asuka. I think, and then your standard match between Sasha Bailey and uh, Belair will just happen through hmm. TV. So, um, I think. I don't think it's going to be Charlotte. I definitely think it's going to be Asuka. I think I think it'll be someone like. I, I'd like to think that if they're going to move, because um, I think this, they're talking about moving Rhea Ripley up to the main roster. It would be a good thing for her to win to get give her a massive push, particularly yeah. considering she's had such a meh year uh, in NXT after she actually had, like such a great start to the year, and then just two thousand has been so bad for her. Yeah, she had that. She had that wee uh, breakdown after the after the shit with Charlotte. Yeah, really. So I mean, I think I think if you really want to get her going again, put her put Rocket Booster on her and get her back in, get her into the main event and put her in a match with. If you put her in a match with Oscar, you put her in a match with uh, Sasha Banks. Either of those matches, I would love to watch. Oscar the Grouch. Oscar, Oscar, and yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oscar the Grouch. Right, anyhow. Uh, next one? Uh, Is that it? Men's Royal Rumble, and that's it. There's only five matches announced. That's well, I've already I've already said that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Well what was your one? What did uh, I think I said someone like Brock Lesnar to, to face uh to face Drew, I think. Drew was gonna okay. win and then someone like Brock or I don't think it's gonna be Randy. Although they're talking about this big crazy finish that's gonna blow everyone's minds i'm like oh no i hope this this doesn't have something to do with everything fiend so is there going to be randy orton or anything is he in the rumble apparently yeah i think he is in the rumble 
With oh, it's going to be explosions and yeah, fire something's going to explode. I don't know. I I just the 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 problem you have with this ongoing feud and, and how crazy it's getting is it's now starting to particularly in someone like the Royal Rumble where the Royal Rumble is a great chance to um, start feuds with other people like to to kick off feuds of random feuds like feuds feuds you wouldn't necessarily because everything crosses over uh, particularly when you've got cross brand stuff. Uh, like it's just going to infect everything else because now you've got to have this crazy, stupid, burning clown mask face Randy Orton feud crossing across with like actual potentially legitimate wrestling stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you, how do you have that in the same place? It just you just you lose, and then you've got freaking retribution. Retribution will be in there, you know, flapjack and T bar and all that nonsense. So like, well, they're, uh, they're too busy starting uh, silly little feuds online with people they can't wrestle. Yeah, and their mums. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think I think I mean I I think it's going to be something like Brock Iron Man. I'd love it to be like Keith Lee. I'd love Keith Lee to have a big long run. Uh, some someone something to sort of really show that he's got the legs to go like a big long match. Um, mm-hmm. But like, like should, I feel should, like Keith Lee is going to be at the end, and he's going to be like. If it's not the fiend, yeah, I think it'll be Keith Lee is going to be the kind of the mid, the mid match big guy that everyone has to struggle to get out. Yeah, like I think, I think what I think you what you'll see you'll see is like there will be an aspect of the 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 fiend Randy Orton stuff probably somewhere in the middle to get it out of the way. I would if it if it comes towards the end, man, that's just gonna like. Can you imagine if that happens? Like something crazy, like like a ble- a burning reincarnated. Um, Bray Wyatt appears to to take on to take down masked Randy Orton and they have their thing and then and then say Daniel Bryan wins and it's like oh Daniel Bryan wins after everything's been on fire yay yeah, yeah it's like Daniel Bryan wins after the Undertaker streaks gets broken yeah yay. yeah like you, how do you how do you follow up chaos and mayhem with an actual what's supposed to happen at the end of a rumble. Like, like you could sit there and go, oh yeah, Daniel Bryan pointing at the chair. And went, yeah, but does anyone else notice the massive shitstorm that happened halfway through when a man was on fire? Well, I th- I think what because they they don't have to send the fans home happy. No, because they 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 they're not worried about booze at the no. end of it. No, because they, so they can they do whatever the fuck the they want. Yeah, they just turned the dial around to the to the Roman Reigns chance. Right. So that's that's our predictions. We've done all the matches. Uh, this will go. I'm going to try and get this out Saturday or Sunday, but it'll be out before the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you've made this part of your your Royal Rumble. Uh, preparations yeah just if, if you if you if you've got time to kill before the rumble this has probably been a really great way to kill that time although saying it now is probably pointless because you've listened to just two hours of us ranting about random stuff mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's it's going to be sig- the next episode is going to be significantly so- shorter yeah like we're going we're going to try and cut down on like because we're trying to catch up on everything else yeah uh, and we're going to do we're going to try to talk about actual like aspects of wrestling that, that maybe we don't people don't focus on enough Okay, that's new to me. But like, <laughs> well, it's more just the, 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 the like some like like thought processes. Like, because I, I said to you, is like if you had a chance to draft, redraft Raw or redraft. Oh Spider-Man. yeah, oh like, my things like that. Like, yeah. yeah, like thought, like thought, 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 um, thought exercises, things like that. Like if you could draft one player, if you could draft if you had the the, the AEW and WWE rosters, and you could switch 
switch, switch like two people back, like a male and a female back and forth, who would you do? Like things like that. I think that's well, kind that's, of interesting. That kind of falls into the fantasy booking aspect of it anyway. So yeah. that's absolutely something that we'll we'll be doing anyway. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully it'll be a lot shorter next time. I also stu- still want to keep doing the watch along movies, so we'll need to yeah, yeah. we'll need to figure out something with that. Yeah, we'll have we'll have, uh, we'll have a whole anyway. series of different things that we fantasy book. Fantasy book Eastenders. No, please don't. No, I'm not going to fantasy book that. Uh, as long as it's got a uh, cat Slater calling herself a total slag <laughs> every every episode. No, I mean, you can fan- you can fantasy book that all you want. Just 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 th- half an hour of her go- talking about how much of a slag she is. I would have Ian Beale uh, running the chippy. I would have Ian Beale's mum. I don't know if she's alive still or if she's I, I dead, was, dead. Honest to God, I haven't watched Extenders in so long. I would have calf run her calf. Hmm. Uh, I'd have a Mitchell run the the Vic. the Vic, and I would have a uh, uh, somebody I'd, I'd, run I'd the laundrette. Uh, dot, but did Dot not die? Dot probably is dead, but you know they, they, that doesn't stop things in these games. And then I, then then what I'd have is I'd have uh, Goldberg and Edge spear each other. Create <laughs> 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 And then Roman Reigns and Spear, they'd all spear at the same time. And right in the middle of the square, it would just cause a black... We, we, we've talked about this already. We've already pre-booked it. We're done. We've, we've... Sucks up all of like, the underlying <laughs> earth and, and all the dead bodies of, of people being murdered at, the, at Albert Square. Yeah, like Dr. Leg and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dr. Leg gets sucked up into the vortex of Spear wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's not to love about that? And then, like, uh, I don't know, Cindy Beale comes back. I don't know, <laughs> Cindy Beale. <laughs> Cindy Beale comes back and starts flirting with Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but only only in the time that it takes for them to get sucked off of the ground up into the portal. Yeah, I wish Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've done a pretty good job with these tennis. I don't think we need to do that one anymore. Do you remember when they had the ghost in EastEnders just looking? <laughs> they, there was I can't remember what it was. That's but no way to refer died. to Pat Butcher. A young girl had a young girl had died, and her ghost was looking over Albert Square, and she was all like white and ghostly. It was, and people were like pissed off about it. And then, like me as a wrestling fan, is like, yeah, that's like raw. <laughs> I honestly have never heard of that before, but that is... Google it. Google EastEnders Ghost and you'll see it. But that's for another day. I'll ask you about that uh, next episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. So naturally, you don't want anyone to know where you are or anything like that. I want to remain anonymous. uh, Keep listening to us on Fantasy Book and Films. Uh, The episode will just change to Fantasy Book and Wrestling. Uh, I might actually... It might actually have changed already, but I'm thinking of doing a little change to the theme tune for each episode. But that means everyone's heard it already. So I'm just saying this to you now. Oh, I'm, well, I'm excited. I'm excited. That was a cracking theme tune change, wasn't it, dude? Yeah, I've, I have I have no idea what's going on anymore. It's brilliant. <laughs> so uh, Instagram, Fantasy Book and Films, and uh, obviously you're listening to it already, so you've already got us on the Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Right, so that's it. Tell your friends. Two, two hours, 30 minutes. Tell your friends, but don't tell me because I'm probably your friend already, and that's why you're listening. Yeah. Oh, um, so. We forgot to do the the the, the Kenny Omega uh, mention for for Sanj. Although we have messaged Kenny, Kenny Omega, Sanj. related him to Sanj. 
Sanchez Kenny Corner. Okay, I need to get Sanchez to give me like a, a minute sound clip <laughs> of me just going. So on this week, Kenny Omega faced Sonny Kiss. Uh, what did you think of that match? And you were, oh, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you need the recording. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get him saying, oh, it was a good match. And then I'll just use that recording for every... <laughs> Every week going I think, forward. The thing is, is what we could do is we could literally just do it for anything. Like it could be, we could be like, "Oh, did you see the the, the sort of match?" And it wouldn't even be Kenny. And then, and you could just be like, "What what what do you think about it, Sanj? Oh, it's a good match. That was a good a good match." Good and match. I'll get him also saying, "No shite." <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I'll just mix between the two. Ah, uh, he's right, okay. a soundbite. Right, I know. Right, cheers, folks. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Bye.